0: Welcome to the captain's run with myself and the great Cameron Smith, mate. Uh-huh. Smithy, speak to How me. How are you, camping? I can smell in the air, Smithy. This uh-huh. is a different... You know what? You came back. You looked a little bit different this week, mate. <laughs> you looked a little bit. The shoulders were back
1: a bit higher. <laughs> you looked more aggressive. Nah, Look, not aggressive, no. no <laughs> I'm a little bit up and about, though. Yep. Origin camp's on. Mate. The teams are being announced. How good is it? Um just an exciting part of the year, isn't it? Yeah, for for league fans. Yeah. Um. But come next week, not just league fans, sport fans in Australia. They they sit down and they watch the greatest rivalry in any sport on this planet. Literally, Queensland literally. versus New South Wales. Mate,
0: I. Uh, it is truly Christmas for footy fans.
1: <laughs> it is, and every year Christmas I,
0: comes early. Literally, and every year I think. Oh, yeah, origin's coming around, but when it hits when the origin fever hits, mm. you get caught up in the exact same way, you know what I mean, You never get used to that origin, just hype, and every there's new narratives, there's new stories, there's you know big selection dramas yes. and all that kind of stuff. I absolutely love it, but Smithy, I've got an offer for you, mate, okay, I've got an offer all right. I wanna offer my services twenty percent discount, yeah, twenty percent discount, yep, I will be an inspirational speaker for your team, okay on Wednesday night, if you will have me,
1: all right. <laughs> Um, 30% discount. Have you got commitments already? <laughs> I'm sure, I've heard. I've heard you talking about some commitments. prior commitments. No. No. Let me.
0: Let me check. I'll check with. The, I'll check. You know what? I'll check with the missus because I probably do. I probably do.
1: <laughs> I thought you said I was going to check with the boss. I was going. Aren't you your own boss? <laughs> um, mate, I'll, listen. I'll talk to. I'll talk to the coach. Yep. Okay. Um, Bill Slater. See if he's short of any sort of motivational speakers. Okay. Thirty percent discount. Okay. Thirty. All right. We might have to work on that figure. We okay. might have to come down a little bit more. Um, but we'll see what he says. We, we he, he may want someone in there.
0: Okay. Okay. I'll um, I'll keep my fingers crossed. But, okay. mate, okay. what's it been like for yourself? Obviously, you know, you're, you've been in camp. You know, you've mm. felt the origin kind of buzz as much as anyone. Yep. And the last week, the teams get selected. Mm. First of all, your first reactions to the teams?
1: Oh, look, really excited mm. uh, about the Queensland team, of course. Uh, and being lucky enough to be involved this year. Um, And and it was just great to see a lot of the young faces coming into camp. We got a few uh, first-timers in there, Mm. Um, a few guys making their debuts and another couple uh, on the extended bench. Um, First-timers in there as well. Just seeing their excitement on their faces, Kempe, was great because it sort of takes you back to the first time you get an opportunity to walk into um, Origin Camp and and you just sort sort of find yourself reminiscing about yeah you know, those times and mm. and and what it meant to you and how it felt and i'm sure it's the same as a lot of the the young guys um you know coming into the blues camp as well mm. um just that feeling of getting an opportunity to to pull on your state's jumper the, the your state's colours um but it's been great it's you know it's been it was a hectic first day um and you know it always is just mm. you had to get through a lot of the you know formalities with with the media and and, um you know headshots and trying on team apparel, all that mm. sort of stuff, just getting all that sorted. But it's important to get all that stuff out of the way early um, so then you can just sort of build into the week, start concentrating on your preparation. Um, and they've been fantastic. They've been great.
0: Mate, it's uh, it's super exciting. And, I, and what I love about this year is that there are actually quite a few in both teams, either big selections of people coming back into the side that have mm. been out for a bit, mm. also debutantes, but uh, yep. give us a call, 1300-01-1170, ask me the all your origin questions, or text us in 0457-736-736. You can also download the episode on Apple and Spotify, and listen to it anytime, at your leisure. Uh, but first of all, let's get into some of the selections. We'll go New South Wales first. The huge selection, yep. well, Bombshell, was Addo Carr, doesn't make yes. the side, yep. Tupo comes into the side. What were your thoughts? Obviously, as an ex-teammate, you know how good Adakar has been in origin and also for his club. What were your thoughts on that selection?
1: I was surprised, I must mm. admit. I was a little bit surprised. I can understand the selection of Daniel Tupou, mm. um, given um, his ability in the air. He's got a, he's got a strong carry on him also. Um, and it's probably if when you have a guy like Brian Totho on one side, you're probably thinking you want someone with a little bit of height, considering the way Queensland's gone. With um, with Cobbo mm. and Coates, so both both men are over six foot, well and truly. Yeah, it's, I think they're sort of both are in around the six foot five sort of uh, range. Two giants, giants, who are you know good attacking options f- for a kick. Um, both got really good speed as well. Um, so I can understand why why New South Wales have gone down that road of of picking someone with a little bit of height on that side, but. You know, if you're Josh Adokar, you're still feeling you know, in well, this is my opinion, that he's a little bit hard done by, isn't he? Mm. given just to start off, take take away, you know, what's happening at the Bulldogs at the moment. Like he's he's been, you know, one of their best players now for the last, you know, few, three or four series. Mm. Um New South Wales. He's performed extremely well every time he's put on that jersey. Um and even we take away the results of his footy side this year, like his stats alone are, are pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the output of, of himself as an individual in that mm. footy side, they're pretty good, mm. and they stack up against any other winger in the competition. Absolutely. So, a little bit surprising, but at the end of the day, they, they, you know, the New South Wales um, staff have gone for what they believe is the best makeup for their seventeen this year for game one. Yeah, it's surprising because I, you know, they're
0: very different players, very different players. But a guy like Darius Boyd, where, you know, you could say there were a year or two where other wingers may have been in better form, mm. but Queensland knew that he did the job That's and he right. did it extremely well. Yeah, and I and I kind of, I liken it to the Adakar situation because Adakar's almost, you know, in a similar vein where he's played, I think. 11 games scored, 10 tries. Mm-hmm. Darius, similar situation. Yes. They're both really good in defense. They make, you know, little to no errors in origin. Mm-hmm. And so it, it does surprise me that he wasn't selected because it, it almost, it, it's, it's hard to, to compute because if there was one player to be loyal to, it would probably be him and Jake Travojvic. Yes. Um, and yet, yet the Freddie has been loyal to other players and mm. that they aren't going that way well at club. He's brought them in. Yeah. So he must have a specific game plan, which is, you know, obviously Freddie, you know, he knows his footy, so he would know what he's doing. But yes. I would say that um, the Josh Adokar one is is really, really surprising. Yeah. And, and uh, Tupo has been playing outstanding, but I think that some people, like that, for example, there was an article saying if you go to the dogs, who would want to go there anymore because you don't get selected. But mm. I, I don't know whether I agree with that because if you actually look at Josh Adakar's stats, as you said,
1: yeah, he's playing some good footy. That's right, yeah. And and look, it's 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 a very different position he finds himself in to what he has in the past few years with the Melbourne Storm, right? Mm. He's 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 had um, more opportunities mm. um, when he was playing at Melbourne. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the work on the inside done by um, his teammates have created those opportunities. He hasn't seen as many of those mm. um, with the Bulldogs. Um, so you know, you can't sort of point a finger at Josh at car and say, mate, you're not scoring as many tries. Yeah. You, you're in poor form. Well, you know, most of the work done for the wingers is, is, is done inside, mm-hmm. right? They're finishes mm. that, that their job is to finish mm. what, what's created inside. He hasn't had those same opportunities, mm. but when he's been asked to carry the football or asked to make, um you know, tackles or make defensive reads, like he's, he's, you know, he's not far off what he's been doing in the past, as I said, three or four years. So, yeah. His his stats, I'll, I'll say it again, stack up against you know all the other wingers in the competition, mm. which is why I was a little bit shocked that he was left out. On, on top of his his past performances, mm. um, and we're not we're not just talk, we're not talking three years ago. We're talking last year's series. He mm. was fantastic for for New South Wales, absolutely. But they've gone a different direction. Um, the important thing for Josh now is just to well, he needs to put that behind him. Mm. And he needs to go back and, and play strong for for club. Mm. And this is a three-game series. Yeah, It's not just a one-off game and mm. his opportunity to play for the Blues or represent the Blues this year is gone. Mm-hmm. It's a three-game series. Um, You know, if he plays well, it, well, he puts his name back in the picture.
0: Mm. Absolutely. And now another huge, I guess, bombshell to a degree. So at the moment, right now, it looks like Whiten is going to play centre and Crichton is going yeah. to play 14. Yeah. And Hines is going to be 18th, man.
1: Yeah. Well, saw- we've, been, we've been saying all, well, most part of this season, mm. haven't we, when it comes to state of origin selection, that mm. we, we both had Nico Hines as a lock for 14. I thought oh, I, I thought certainly so. did. Yeah. Given, given his versatility and his ability to play every position in the back line, mm. as well as, uh, you know, you, you call 13's lock, but they're pretty much a link these days. Yeah. Um, and, and if you needed to, you could actually throw him in in the number nine jersey too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a, a little bit of a, I guess a, a curveball that one. Mm. You know, with with uh, Crichton being named at fourteen, mm. uh, Jack Whiten to start in the centres. Hasn't been playing centre all season. He's had the number six jersey, yep. but he has done it in the past for the Blues. Which is yeah. this is this is the strange thing we're talking about. Josh Adakar exactly. being left out. Yeah. Um, but then um, Jack whiten being named in the centers mm. doesn't play there, yeah, but has done a good job in the past for the blues and and um they've put him in there so um look, the way I see that panning out is mm. jack will will start there
0: um okay. so you don't think there's any chance that they mi- mi- like they mix
1: it up before kickoff and they put Crichton to start oh, at 14? oh, look possibly yeah look that that's that's m- most definitely a, a possibility yeah, but if um, what I'm saying is if Jack whiten is to start there mm. I, I I'm thinking he'll start. Um, probably play the first maybe twenty, twenty, twenty-five minutes. Yep, and then Crichton will come on the field. Wow, at, at center. Yep.
0: Wow. Okay. And then Jackie Jack, Jack will be moved into that that
1: utility role.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, yeah, because when you think about it, Jackie maybe his defense in that first twenty will be very aggressive, mm. very strong because he's a big body. Kick chase is great. Yes. Great point. A really
1: strong kick chase.
0: You know a bit of footy, Smithy. Actually, <laughs> you know what? It surprised me every day, Smithy. It surprise me every day.
1: And then you know, like I, I think you just—if you think about the combination that Crichton has with his with his Penrith teammates—why mm. would you not utilise that? Like, yeah. You're not going to leave Crichton sitting on the bench for 60 minutes. Mm.
0: It's, it's so true. It's almost a, a wasted selection if you just sit him on the bench. and have He's right. got that connection with the yeah. with the boys. Uh, Jack Javorovic, quickly. Yes. Ah oh, man, I mean, we've got a text here actually. Uh, Cam, if Jake was a Queenslander and had done what he's done for New South Wales for Queensland, would he be playing Origin this year?
1: Oh look, I I'd suggest he would be, mm. and and that's like that's not a knock on on New South Wales and the path that they've gone mm. down and the decisions they've made to leave Jake out, but I I, I would suggest he would be. Mm. Yep, yeah, definitely. I, and and like I and I do, and I make that comment based on. Um, players that I played with in that Queensland side that remind me a lot of the way Jake plays. Mm. Guys like like Dallas Johnson, mm-hmm. Nate Miles, yep. similar thing.
2: Yep, you absolutely.
1: And some like not so much Dallas, but um, you know Nate Miles. Yeah, you know, he was playing in. Um, yeah, you know, he was representing the Gold Coast there for for a long period of time, mm. where they weren't travelling all that well. Yeah. Um, most well, some of those years, his team wasn't in the top eight. Mm. But he was still selected,
2: yeah, because
1: okay. because of the trust that we that the selectors and and the coach Mel had in him, mm. and he knew that he would perform really well once he got into that that Queensland side.
0: So just I guess for the listeners, we often hear the myth of you know Queensland really did have this idea of trust and building mm. it over years, and sometimes mm. if you're not playing good at club level, we've done it at Orange level, we bring you in. That was a yeah. real thing.
1: In oh, the... absolutely, and yeah. and I actually it's funny I had this conversation. Um, about a week ago with Jonathan Thurston. And now Jonathan Thurston, like he, he's regarded by many as one, you know, the, one of the greatest players to ever play our game. Mm. But he just, he reminded me about, you know, there was a period of time there at the Cowboys where they weren't traveling so well. Mm. And he felt, you know, his own form wasn't, wasn't great. Mm. But the moment he was selected in the Queensland side, and there was never a moment where he wasn't going to be. Mm. Um, but the moment he heard his name read out, and that he was jumping on a plane to come into origin camp mm. he told me about he felt the weight was lifted off his shoulders yeah wow. okay the, the weight of um, you know pressure to perform the, the pressure that was on his club side um, to try and find a win somewhere mm. try to find you know some good form that they'd had in the past and the expectation um, of, of just turning things around at club at clubland mm. as soon as he come into you know, origin camp, he spoke about how that was, that just disappeared. Yeah. Well, and that, yeah, he found his enjoyment for football again and he found his best football. Mm. So sometimes it's really hard to, to look at, you know, certain players and go, well, yeah, he's not playing great. Can't afford to bring him into camp. When, when you sort of know that he'll be different, you know, I I guess there's, there's certain players that you can put trust in to do that. Mm. I think Jake Trebojevic is certainly one of those players. Yeah. But, you know again it's it's you know it's new south wales have decided to go um a a, a different path mm. and they've they've picked the side that they feel is is best suited for game 1
0: mm. it's uh it's interesting like different i guess philosophies maybe or just different ways of doing things yeah. and and you know what the, they can both get to the same result. Yeah, that's right. right. It's just a different way of doing things. But we're going to head to a break. Make sure to call in 1300 or 1300 01 1170 or text us 0457 736 736. After the break, we're going to go a deep dive into the Queensland selections. Welcome back to the captain's run. We've got plenty of text. Make sure to text in 0457 736 736 or you can call 1300 01 1170. Here's a text. Hey lads, any chance that Corey Oates will get a chance in game two or three
2: this year?
1: Well, it all depends on, I guess, what happens first up and and possibly second game as well. Mm. Uh, Kempy, um, it's a good question, Cooper. But yeah, he he was very much in the frame, I believe, mm. to be involved in this in this first uh, match. But uh, Bill Slater and the selectors they've opted for. Well, it was hard to go past Cobbo. He's just in been in ridiculous form. Mm. Um, yeah. And he's been scoring plenty of points, but I think most of his best work has been coming off his own goal line. Yeah. Some of his kick, some of his kick returns and, and, and his ability to, when the opposition teams sort of, you know, put the ball in the end goal or roll one in to try and get a repeat set. His, his ability to get out into the field of play is just unbelievable. Mm. it's like, it's like he, it's a personal like challenge for him mm. to, Make line
0: breaks. Yeah, it's incredible. And just run over people. Yeah. And and the the fact that he's 19, I think. 19. And you'd know better than anyone. Young guys coming through, usually they struggle in contact when they're 19. Yeah, the physical. The physical side of of stuff. He relishes in it. Loves
1: it. It's incredible. And it's surprising because he's so quiet. Mm. He's so quiet. I I think I've heard him speak twice (laughs) in the first like four days. Seriously, mate, you got him rattled. <laughs> oh,
0: no, he's <laughs> like this, Smithy. No,
2: no, <laughs> Jesus. no. Jesus. Look,
1: I'll tell you what. He walks around with a big smile on his face, which yeah. is good. Like he's a happy young fella, mm. um, but a little bit quiet. Mm. Um, and as you would be, like it's his yeah. first. It's his first time in Origin camp. He's playing alongside a lot of wonderful players, mm. a lot of players he would have look, looked up to mm. um, when he was when he was younger. Um, but look, he, but he's a he's a competitor, mm. and he just when he crosses that white line, he just mm. he turns into a beast. And then on the other wing, obviously Xavier Coates. Um, <clears throat> he's look. He's just. He's a great finisher. He's big, athletic, mm. um, and and just. I think his form warranted his selection. But I must say, like Corey Oates, he, he wasn't far off. Yeah. So you know, depending on the health of those two players and mm. and 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 the way the team plays, the way they play, mm. um, he'll certainly be in the discussion if he keeps playing well. He, he's in some of his career best form
0: yeah career. absolutely and and the really interesting the great thing for queensland is if Coates and Cobo play really well mm. wow,
1: the next ten oh, years yeah because they're so young yeah well well Xavier's twenty one wow. this year, and um as we said, Selwyn's only nineteen so yep if if they continue to play well um and get their jobs done mm. they'll they won't lose their jerseys.
0: Now, there are other big selections. Uh, I would probably say one of the biggest selections was Cotter to start at 13 with Mm -hmm. Carrigan on the bench. Mm -hmm. What do you think the selectors were thinking there? I personally, I would have initially had Carrigan there, but having sat down and thought about the pace of Queensland, uh, origin footy, and a guy that just went out and did 63 tackles and only missed zero, (laughs) Cotter might be the man. But what was the thought process, do you think?
1: Oh, look, I think... Um, Billy was really impressed with with Ruben, mm. um, not not just over, across the weekend with the sixty tackles, like that's that's a huge effort by anyone's standards, mm. but he's been really impressed with him over the last month, and it's his work rate, mm. um, just his his ability to you know make a thousand tackles, but then mm. back up when when he needs to carry the footy, he carries mm. the footy strong. He's got good leg speed, mm. um, he's got he, he plays with plenty of energy. Um, and he's suited to this, this style of footy, um, you know, so look, he, his, his form at Clubland has just been unbelievable. Mm. And I know, um, you know, watching him over the last few weeks in particular, I know that he's been, um, sort of identified by opposition coaches as wow. you know, a guy that's been very impressive.
0: Wow. Yeah. He, um, I mean, he has been really, really. Impressive. Yeah.
1: So like that, that's it. That was a, a I guess, a, a 50-50 selection. Mm. Um, but, you know, with Paddy Carrigan on the bench, we know he's been in fantastic form this year. He mm. spent a, f- a few weeks on the sideline with a knee, knee injury. Yep. But he, since being back, like, he's played huge minutes. Mm. Um, so, we, so you know, Queensland knows that once he takes the field, mm. he, he could be on there for, you know, he's not going on for a 20-minute stint. Mm. Yeah, you know, he could be playing some big minutes, yeah. um, you know, depending on how the game's going. So... <laughs> Um and he and he brings good leg speed, mm. he's got good um he's got good ball skills, he's got a nice pass in him and he carries the ball strong too. Mm. So, you know, there's a lot of lot of parts to his game that um that's 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 important for someone coming off the bench that can mm. come on and make a, a big impact.
0: And now another huge, huge uh, call, Nanai, to make his debut at number (laughs) seventeen. Now I I assume, and I could be wrong, I'd assume that he just squeezed Arrow out of the side. I'm not sure if that is the case. Um, You know, I guess. What what do you think the selectors think? Yeah, look,
1: I I, I don't know how close that was. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying it was um, a huge call or as a tie call. I'm not too sure. Yeah. Um, I wasn't part of like deep discussions with with selection. Yeah. But uh, again, I think he was another player that his form, it just, it was really hard to go past him. Mm. I I think that was the situation for for, um, the selectors, the Mm. coach and the selectors. It was just his his competitive nature, Mm. um, his ability with and without the football. I think, you know, the things that he's been doing for the Cowboys was just, I think he forced his way. Mm. He forced himself into this team. Very hard to ignore. Well, absolutely, and and yeah, you know, he's got a little bit of that that X factor as far as you know. He, he's a guy that like his ability to sc- score points off kicks this Crazy. year. Crazy. He scored a try off kick, off a kick like every second game. He's got like eleven tries or something, ten tries. Yeah. So like, and and I'd say three quarters of those are, are from probably you know, from those kicks that absolutely. I was talking about. So like. It, Talking about a guy that that competes on every play, he's he's certainly a guy that can do that. Like, mm. and and look, he's he's been really impressive at training. Oh, just, really? just with some of his movements, and and I'm like, we haven't sort of gone too deep into like the preparation yet. It's been mm. a couple of just early days, got him moving, got him doing some some simple drills, but he's been really impressive with some of the work that he's done so far. Yeah, well,
0: and how
1: how big is he? He's big, dude. Is he big? So because
0: yeah. like I when I first saw him, I thought he was. He wasn't that big for a back rower. Yeah. But he's a big boy. Yeah,
1: he's he's, he's on tally, like he looks That's he, what I mean he doesn't, he doesn't look big, does he? Yeah, yeah. No, but he's pretty like he'd be I don't know, six one. Yep. Um and he's like he's pretty thick. He's got good size. Yeah, wow. Well. So, you know, he's strong as I said, he's strong ball carrier, mm. makes good movement and, and for a man his size, really good on his feet can be. Yeah. Like can move Absolutely. really well.
0: Absolutely. And I, I guess I mean Worst case scenario, if you were to lose a center or something, you could probably slot him in there because he is pretty mm. good laterally. Um, have, has actually is that been something you guys have spoken about? This is really the first origin where we've had the third doctor, so the chances of someone going off yes, with a HIA yes, yes, is that so, something in discussions with well, you guys? Well,
1: absolutely, and and that's you got to plan for those scenarios. Mm. And there's no doubt that there'll be HIA um, protocols in place for game one.
2: Mm.
1: And when I say they were in place, they're in place for every game. I mean mm. that that'll be activated. Like mm. the HIA stuff, like there'll be a couple of players that will have to be removed from the field for HIA. Like yeah. it's you get a tap on the head now and you have to come off. Mm. And as you mentioned, the independent doctor's involved now. Mm. So even if your if your team if your medical team deem your player to be fit to stay on the field, mm. the independent doctor can they can interject okay. and say nah off. So Make so a- I'm sure that's you know both coaches. Would have looked at you know when when they're building their their 17, mm. um, plus their 18th man. They would have looked at those scenarios, saying, "Well, okay, if we lose an outside back, mm. what's our plan? If we lose a middle forward, what's our plan? If mm. we lose a back rower, what's our plan?"
0: Now another huge uh, selection. Actually, you know what? We'll, we'll get to that later, but just quickly, uh, Tom Dearden is 18th man.
1: Yeah, how cool is that? Oh, look at another young uh, cowboy. <laughs> the thing about this is, like 12 months ago. Oh. Bro- you let him go. They so said, "Mate, sorry, we, we don't need you." Sorry, mate, we, we don't need you. We don't see a future. Oh. And, and now he's 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 on 18, the cusp. Man. He's on the cusp of oh. of representing his state. And you know, again, another young man. His form has been fantastic. Mm. Um, he's just a. I think the way you know Bill and the selectors have have gone about putting this side together is is guys very fortunate Queensland this year. Mm. A lot of the players, if not all of them, are in very good form at mm. the moment, playing well, playing with plenty of energy. Um, and and Tommy Dearden's one of those guys mm. who's, you know, he's just playing that brand of footy that the Cowboys are playing at the moment mm. where they're just up and about. They're playing, um, you know, with a lot of enthusiasm. He's competing defensively, not just with the footy, but he gets involved for a young fellow. Like he gets his body in front mm. um, and he's aggressive so I think that they're the type of guys that, that you know the, the, the Queensland selectors have gone for for mm. this first, gap, first up game.
0: Mate, I, I, yeah, I love the selections. We're going to head to a break. But after the break, after the news, we're going to deep dive into the Benny Hunt, Harry Grant decision by the Billy Slater and the selectors. And also we'll talk about the Payne-Hass saga at the Brisbane Broncos. Welcome back to the captain's run. Make sure to call in. Ask Smithy, the assistant coach of Queensland, your origin questions. It's 1300 01 1170. Or you can ask the assistant, the assistant coach, uh, your Queensland questions. Also played one game for Queensland when I was uh, under, under 19. Just so you know. Did you know. ever win? No, we didn't actually. Okay. We won the fight though. I think you It was might... a big fight. Was there? Yes. And we won it. I didn't win the fight, but what we won are,
1: it. It's, it's funny how um, when you watch all of those sort of junior uh, state games, mm. there's always a blue. Mate, you know why? Guy named Gordon Tallis. <laughs> he riled us up. He got the boys
0: all riled up. Oh, what do you mean? Yeah, well, so, before the, game, yeah, he come before the game, he got us all riled up. Oh, so we're man, sitting Gordy, in the hotel on, where, where, you know, we cannot. I can't believe I'm playing for Queensland in the 19s. And yep. back then, like, it was the best of the best. I mean, we're talking like Jared Hayne, uh, Uate, yes. uh, Will Chambers, Dave well, Taylor. Oh, hang on, so hang, on, hang on.
1: Did Will Chambers start this fight?
0: He didn't start it, but i tell you what, he finished it. He finished it. Was he wearing
1: white headgear? Yes, and he was uh, feeding a
0: back rower. Will. Anyway, so we're sitting in the hotel room about to go out head. to play for Queensland. and the, So the kickoff would have been about, I don't know, two, three hours away. So we're just about to leave to go to the stadium. Mm-hmm. Go to the, uh, before we go to the stadium, Gordon Tallis walks in. He gives a pep talk, and he says to the whole group at the end of the pep talk, so you know, telling you what it means to be at Queensland, or, uh, at the end he says, and just one more thing, guys. If there is a fight... You either throw a punch or you walk away. None of this pushing and shoving. And so the boys were like, okay, okay, we know what to do here. So if you go back and watch the fight, New South yeah. Wales weren't really ready for it because right. as soon as it kicked off, so Hain throws a, a punch at Kieran Lander. Yes. And Kieran Lander throws a punch. And before Kieran Lander's p- like punch could land, yes. you can see a sea of maroons just come s- just sweeping in because they were ready to like, we're not pushing and shoving. Are ready to go. Ready to go. anyway. Will Chambers was feeding a back rower <laughs> that was like ten centimetres taller than him in a headgear. It was absolutely beautiful stuff. Uh, um, so one of the great, you can actually go to YouTube, go under nineteen state of origin uh, brawl, and you see will it. see it. Uh, it's a it's a great one. I, I actually I square up against Uate.
3: Oh, how'd um, you go?
0: Well, no, so I, I got punched by a back row. I punched a back row, and then Uate and me ended up kind of like in each other's face. And I got kind of like disconnected from the group. So I was in amongst all the New South Welshmen. Oh, no. And the queens. And so I, it kind of just ended. You know how that just kind of ends or whatever. It fizzled out. Fizzled out. Anyway.
1: But you, beat them, you, you won the fight.
0: I think so. Oh, I didn't personally. I, I definitely didn't personally. That's for sure. But I was there amongst the other boys that won the fight. Yes. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, quickly. Ben Hunt being selected to start over Harry Grant. Yep. What do you think the selectors were thinking there?
1: Um, well, I think they took into account uh, Ben Hunt's previous performances for Queensland, particularly Game Three last year. Mm. Um, as we know, he he wore the number nine jersey. He was the he was the uh, the dummy half of Queensland. Played the whole eighty minutes. Man of the match. So good performance, um, and also. The, he's been he was he's been voted right the, the player of the series for Queensland. It's called the Ron McAuliffe Medal. Mm. He he's received that twice out of the last three years. Wow. So I think I think it was a reward for his performances for Queensland. Um and I, I think the I think Billy and the selectors felt as though he deserved that opportunity for game one. Mm. I think I think adding to that too was uh the injury that Harry Grant sustained last week in the in the captain's run for the Storm. Mm. He didn't play uh in that game with an adductor um strain. Mm. He's going to be good to go. Yep. He's in camp now and um he'll he'll be right to play. Plus he was battling battling the flu a little bit as well. Okay. So I think uh, I think they didn't want any any preparation affected by players not being available for training sessions. Okay. If you look to last year, uh, particularly game one, that Mm. was the case for Queensland. Massively. Like there was injury. Guys come in, you know, sort of half fit, missed half of the the preparation um, of the camp, Mm. sort of started training late in the piece Mm. on, say, like the Saturday or the Sunday for a a Wednesday game. Um, This time around, uh, you know, Billy wanted everyone fit and ready to go, Mm. at least the the, the players that were starting the game. Yeah. So now – and and I, I truly believe that the way that the style that Harry Grant plays, it's going to suit him to come off the bench, mm. like it did in his first appearance for Queensland. Yep, he come on I think with about thirty minutes to go, almost 35.
0: won like won the game
2: for well, us.
1: Well, he did. He, he changed the game absolutely. Okay, because Harry's a he's a he's a dummy half that plays a similar style to Damien Cook, where he is a runner. He 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 loves running the football and he's very good at it. Mm. So. When he gets his opportunity to come off the bench, the sting's going to be out of the game a little bit. Mm. There'll be some fatigued players out there, and any half opportunity he gets from dummy half, whether it be you know, uh, defenders left on the ground or, or a marker not quite set, he's, he, he'll take those, mm. like he does every week for the Melbourne Storm. So I think it's more of a tactical play um, for Queensland, and, and it's what is the best make for for the Maroons, particularly for game one.
0: Um, and we're we're actually later in the show we're going to you know have a really deep breakdown as to previewing how the Blues can win, how Queensland can win, can win. But just quickly back to the Blues, Angus Crichton misses out. Uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard comes in. Madison comes in. What th- thoughts on that, Angus Crichton? You know he's been there and done it quite a bit. Yeah. What were your thoughts on Crichton missing out?
1: Yeah. I, again, another one. Um, but you know the the players that have been selected in front of him. Um, yeah, they're they're playing some good football as well. Mm. They're playing some pretty good footy. Yeah, uh, Angus Crichton. Yeah, like he's, again, he has been there, done that. He's one of those players. Um, but I think they've just, they've really, they you know, they've made some selections that they feel is best going to complement the other players in the footy side, uh, for game one, Kempi. Yeah, and you know it's just it it unfortunately, yeah. There's there's uh, there's always going to be some quality players that miss out. Yeah, um, but I think. Crichton will probably get his chances across this series. We just got a
0: text actually. How does Reed Marnie not make the Queensland team? Please ask the goat from
1: Sam. Um, well, it's probably that situation we just spoke about with mm. the with the Ben Hunt, um, Harry Grant situation. Mm. Um, yeah, Harry Grant's fit. Um, if he wasn't put on the bench and he was starting, Reed Marnie wouldn't be in the side mm. anyway. Mm. It would be Ben Hunt fourteen. Yeah. So with both with both Ben Hunt and um, Harry Grant fit and able to play in this origin mm. they were both they they would have both been in the side mm. regardless yeah it didn't matter what what number they wore on their back yeah. or where mm. they started or where they come off the bench um reed marnie and, and again we just spoke about that with Angus quite there's, there's quality players that are going to miss out yeah
2: um
1: but but most certainly if if one of those players weren't fit to play mm. um i i believe reed marnie would be a huge chance mm. of of playing um for Queensland, like he was last year, mm. until he he would have played. I, I believe he would have played game one.
0: I, yeah, I he he, but he hurt
1: his shoulder. He got sent back to play. <laughs> oh, he was in camp, but he got sent back to play, and he and he, and he hurt his shoulder. So um, heartbreaking for Reed. But you know, he he's a fantastic player. He, I, I know, speaking with Billy, um, his his name was mentioned mm. um, a lot, you know, around um, team selection for game one. Mm. Um, but you know, it, it's it's hard to leave. Um, it's hard to, it's hard. It's so hard to leave out. You can't leave out Harry Grant and you can't leave yeah. out Ben Hunt. That's, yep. that's just the way it is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think people, because it's such a, a long time between drinks, I think people forget how good Hunt is at origin oh. at the end of nine, especially. And, and
1: can't be on top of that. Like he's leading the Dallium yep. leaderboard at the moment. Yeah. So you know, it's not like in a team struggling. It's not like he's not playing well. Yeah. So you know, currently, as voted by the Deli M judges, mm. right? He he is currently the best player in the competition, as mm. far as the Deli M leaderboard says.
0: Yep. Um, now we've got some more text here. Hi, goatey beak <laughs> and the one and only Smithy. <laughs> uh, massive Cowboys fan. I have two questions about the Cowboys. Does Tom Dearden look like a very young Lockie to you guys? Due to his silkiness, is there a world where Nanai turns to a great number six, do you think?
1: Mark. Uh, look, I, I, I think the back row was probably best suited for Nanai, yeah. uh, given his size um, and and just the way he plays. He probably probably, he's no slouch, but he's probably lacking just a little bit of pace maybe for six. Yeah, uh,
0: it'd, be, it'd be interesting. He'd, he'd, be a, he'd be a big, big six. Yeah. Big, big six. Yeah. I think he's so good at the wide running forward. Yeah. You know, he's got so many years. Uh, like, I understand it's exciting to get him into those key positions, but sometimes you've just got to go let them grow where they're at. Mm. And then, you know, in the future, if it, if it comes up, it comes up. Now, another great question, uh, which is interesting too, because Tommy Dearden, he's incredible rise to playing as well as he did. And he's helping lead around the Cowboys, which is sitting third. Yep. But Sam Walker, who, you know, was, you, you could argue last year, was probably ahead of a lot of the younger guys to be 18th mm. man. Mm. Uh, this is a text, lads, surely Sam Walker is a future and should be ahead of Dearden uh, in getting a look into camp. Mm.
1: Rooster's bra cock a doodle do uh, a doodle do <laughs> <laughs> thoughts on that Smithy? um oh look i i think again uh, you know i've i'll say i i wasn't deep in the selection discussions but mm. um you know sammy walker's certainly a, he's a he's a representative player of the future if he mm. keeps he continues his rise um, in the NRL ranks but i think I think just given the way the Cowboys are playing at the moment, the position they're in, the way you know Tom Dearden's playing, he's just he's got the knot in front of him.
0: Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's really interesting because they're they're actually quite different players. That you know yeah, what I mean? So right. you're going for well, different... Well they play
1: totally different.
0: Totally style. different. So it's really a it's, it's actually not as simple as, oh, they're both halves, so they're competing for positions. Yep. Because they're actually probably competing for different positions long term. That's right. Um, now, we've got some more questions here. Morning, boys. Uh, love the show. Do you know if the Maroons will be having an open training session when you guys head over here to Perth? Cheers, Brayden. Uh,
1: Braden I've got no idea, mate. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's game two. I think, I think all Queenslanders are concentrating on game one. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but, but if we do, it'll just check out all the QR, QRL websites, yep, socials, all that sort of stuff. That'll be, that'll be posted up, mate.
0: Yeah, check the uh, – I think it's qrl.com.au, and that should have all the plan there. Uh, I've got some more texty. Hey, guys, what do you think the best spine for the Titans are? Where do you see AJ fitting into the team with Foran coming next year?
1: Also, do you think Booth should be hooker? Boothie. Boothy. Well, he's he moved up. He moved up from Melbourne um, and started the year out playing a, a couple of reggies and and got injured. So he actually come up, sorry, and had had some shoulder surgery, mm. Boothie, and um, he came back and played. And I think he he may have tore his hammy or strained a hammy, something like that, like yeah. a, a hammy or a calf. So he's missed a bit of footy. I think he's back playing now. Look, he, he's a great player. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's a difficult one. And if they can if they can build. A spine that they know they can keep there for you know some years to come, um, and keep them in those spots.
2: Mm.
1: They'll they'll certainly grow as a footy side, and you can you can see in stages of the game that they just they they lack a little bit of that um, experience. Like look, go back to last week's game, Kempi. The Titans are up twenty four to four mm-hmm. um, with thirty minutes to play in the match, and they unfortunately just couldn't get get the job done. Yeah. Well like that that's a winning position if you've ever seen one. It doesn't matter who you're playing against, yes. right? Yes. Um but but you know the, a couple of the decisions made, like a short kickoff, mm. they're up by fourteen. Like Broncos score a try. It's twenty four ten. They're up by fourteen. I think what was it, twenty minutes to go, they go for a short kickoff. Um it, it Corey Pakes ends up picking the ball up, making a line break, drawing the fullback back and giving it to Jordan Ricky, and mm. all of a sudden their leads down to four points. And it was just game over. Beautiful game you got, of football. You, you, got, you got the finger Got waving. the fingers up. Let's go, <laughs> boys. Greatest
0: comeback of all time. But we will also be coming back after this break
2: <laughs> with the
0: best hand segment uh, by Schnitz. And you know how much we love Schnitty. And after that, though, we'll be going in a deep dive in this Ooh. incredible pain hass situation at the Broncos and where they are at as a club to be able to say, no, we're standing firm. Anyway, we'll see you on the other side.
1: Time now to break down the best hands in the NRL. Thanks to Schnitz, the best hands in the schnitzel business.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, it's that time again. Best hands, thanks to Schnitz, the best Schnitz in all of the game. Incredible. Smithy? Yes. What have we got here? The best hands from the weekend. Righto,
1: straight into it, Kempy One point this week, Toby Sexton's 20 metre cutout pass for Corey Thompson. I think it was Tomo's first try. Yes. First try of the year? Yep. Um, we even asked him before the game, we said, mate, you're going to score one? He, he, let, he spoke to us during the warm-up. On the oh, co- really? On, the, on the cam? Wow. Yeah, Channel 9. Oh, I think the right. first time uh, we've done that, Channel 9. But um hope everyone enjoyed that at home. But maybe brought a bit of good luck to him.
0: Mate. Score the works. first try.
1: Mate, uh, that,
0: that, that ball was just so mint. I was mint.
1: Love it. I love seeing those big, long cutout passes. As long as it hits your teammate on the chest. <laughs> it doesn't go in the third row. And it doesn't or <laughs> it doesn't go up the other end for the opposition <laughs> try. Under the sticks. Uh, great work, Toby and Tomo. Two points. Herbie Farnworth, Flick... Flick passes. They're everywhere. How good are
0: they? It's like everyone can do them now so too. So
1: Ezra, Ezra Mam, right, first try in the NRL, second game, mm. first try. Um, he, he, he laid one on for, for Billy Walters mm. last week, the old flick pass. He was, yeah. he was about to be tackled. He's going to ground. He flicked it sort of over his back. I don't, mm. I, I don't even know how he's got that sort yeah. of range in the shoulders. But anyway, he's a young man. That's why. <laughs> um, and he got, he got one himself. From uh, Herbie, how could Herbie Farnworth playing? Mate, Just quietly,
0: I, I've read he, through the times of Broncos struggling. Herbie has been one of the very few Broncos that always mm. consistently plays the way Broncos should play.
1: Played a bit of footy on the Gold Coast. Spoke to him after the game last week. Yeah, he's he a played, pom too, isn't he? He's he, an Englishman. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is a pommy. Yep. Um, and but play. I think he played a bit of footy at Burley. Really, Burley Bears. Okay, Burley Bears. Anyway, cool. um, and then three points. <laughs> Your man, my man, Cameron Mustard. He had a night out, didn't he? Who Played taught him really this really well? Oh um, my god! I, I think he, I think he learned it on the streets of Rockhampton when he was a young fella. Just stealing the ball, the, just, just yeah, strip. He strip, um, not taking his clothes off. The one-on-one <laughs> strip. He stole the ball off George Tafua. Mm. George Tafua. He was carting the ball off his own line. I think it was fifteen meters out or something mm. like that. So you, you're probably thinking, oh, I'm relatively safe here. They're just yep. gonna, they're just gonna try and stop my meters. Take me to the ground, I'll play the ball. Well, no, Cameron Munster, he's thought, well, I'll, I'll just rip the footy out of his grasp here. Crazy. Ripped it out, threw a dummy, scored a try. It was just one of those nights for Cameron Munster. He oh. just, he just, I think he had two one-on-one strips. Yeah, in in the space uh, of like 10 minutes. Just crazy. Like, got, got Melbourne rolling. Mm. Um, it was a bit of a not-much-happening sort of a game yes. up to that point, but then he just that, – that's that's when they sort of kicked away a little bit from Manly. So, um, they were my three nominations.
0: That uh, was Best Hands Thanks to Snitch. Bite into golden, delicious, handcrafted schnitz. After the break, we'll wrap up the first hour. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Make sure, if you're not listening to the app, download the SEN app or follow us at SEN League on Instagram. That's where all your news is located for SEN. Uh, or you can also subscribe to our podcast on Apple and Spotify under the Captain's Run. But we have to get into this now, Smithy. Payne Okay. So basically, long story short, they were negotiating. He wanted an upgrade. The Broncos said, we cannot do that. We cannot afford it. You are currently already been upgraded uh, from your initial deal. So he signed an initial deal with Wayne Bennett. It was about five, six years. Mm-hmm. Averaged out to be about 500K a year. Last year, he went to the club, and he said, I deserve more. And the Broncos said, you know what? We really appreciate you. We want you long term. Mm-hmm. We will upgrade you. Matter of fact, we'll upgrade you, and we won't even ask for anything in return. You don't have to extend. Payne just,
1: has, just a straight-out upgrade. Straight-out upgrade. Just pay you more.
0: Just because they respected him yep. and saw him as a long-term thing. Didn't yes. need to do it, but yep. they did it.
2: Yep.
0: So anyway, he's on 750 this year and, and is, uh, reportedly about 850 next year. Mm-hmm. They go back in this year and say, no, no, we want to be on a million next year and then 1.2 the following year. Wow. Wow. The Broncos said, no, unfortunately we can't do that. Payne hass's management sent an email on Wednesday night, said – we would like an immediate release. The Broncos said uh, we will not be granting that. Yep. Anyway, fast forward to today. Payne has come out and said that I am going to stay at the club uh, till the end of the season. We will negotiate it when the season is finished. I don't want this distracting from the Broncos' year. Right. Uh, and so the Broncos have agreed to put negotiations on hold until the end of the year. Uh, thoughts on this situation? Well,
1: well, what's changed in that time mm. from asking for an immediate release to now? To say, oh, actually no, I'm happy to stay. Like, what's changed? Yeah has has there been any developments?
0: There's no, no, no developments outside of you know he was booed by his own fan. He was.
2: Um, and
1: and look, uh, if I must say, if he was surprised by that, he shouldn't be, mm. because given given you know the situation as you just mentioned about you know the club putting a lot of faith into uh, Payne has, and also. Um, investing a lot of money in him, yeah, like let's let's seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, It's three quarters of a million a year, okay. Now I know he's a great footballer. Mm. Uh, everyone knows that, and he and he plays well every time he pulls on that jersey. Mm. Okay, as you should when you're getting paid seven hundred
0: fifty thousand. Absolutely.
1: Um, you know, but then to go to the club and say, "Well, look, I want an, an immediate release." I don't know if he thought that was that response was going to come. Yeah, man, fans and I was there, so I yeah. called that game. Oh, okay, I so called, you, you were I called there. The, you were in the cauldron. I called the Broncos Titans game, <clears throat> and and it was a pretty healthy crowd mm. um, for the um, the M1 derby as mm. they call it. Yep. Um, but when I knew it was going to happen, so you know when they put the profiles up on the on the big screen. Oh yeah, yeah. Pre-game. Yeah. When they announced like the team, like you know, number eight, you know Payne Haas, he got booed then? Wow. And it was loud. Wow. so up in the commentary box you sort of knew it was coming oh wow and they did not stop all night I think they cheered him once when he had a really strong carry nearly like broke the line to score <clears throat> <clears throat> yep had a really strong carry um might have been twice it was mm. that one and I think he had a really strong carry um sort of coming mm. off his line it was sort of they had a Titans had a really strong defensive set they needed mm. a big uh, a big run from one of their players he provided that mm. um he made about you know 12 or 14 meters they they clapped him then but Every other carry, every time he touched the ball, they boot him, mm. which wasn't great. Like, y- you made your point at the start. His first his first touch, boot him. Second mm. touch, boot him. I-, I think from then, like, <laughs> as fans, like, just let it go. Like, drop <laughs> off. You've made your point. Mm. Okay? I completely understand the disappointment. Mm. And I think shock and disappointment, which that, that's- that would probably des- best describe where Bronco supporters were at. Mm. Um, particularly like the members that pay their hard earned to go and watch uh, their team play, and that that those membership that membership money helps pay players. Mm-hmm. Like let's let's not forget that. Absolutely, that, that helps pay the players' wages. So for your player to then turn around and say, "Look, I'm not happy getting paid three quarters of a million dollars. I want an immediate release. My team's just won, what was it, five or six in a row? Six, six in a row on that night. Yeah, so five in a row yeah. leading into that game. Yeah." Um, to say well look i'm i'm happy to jeopardize our season by causing some disruption i think that's they were just showing their mm. their their disappointment disapproval of of what he did mm. um but yeah as i said i think i think they could have dropped off mm. earlier yeah um but it's just a strange situation now we know that there's a lot of stuff going on in the background with his former management um wasn't happy with you know, certain things that the way they were set up and and whatnot but I just feel, Kempi, that I, I feel as though, as 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 a as a as a footballer, as a member of a club, when you when you agree to a contract, okay, you're saying to your respective club that you sign with, I agree and I am happy with the offer that you've put in front of me,
2: mm.
1: and I'm and I'm I'm happy to sign that contract and play out to those terms. Mm. Those terms are the length of the contract, and the the value that we've reached, yeah, okay, the the agreed value that you're going to pay me my salary. Mm. Now, to say that you've you're playing well and I want an upgrade and I want this, like, what would you say to the club if that was in reverse? Yeah. So if you weren't playing well, mm. if you're on three quarters of a million dollars a year, and you're not playing well, and let's say you know the head of football or um, the CEO comes to you and your management and mm. say, listen. We're not particularly happy with the way you're playing. Mm. You're not really giving us too much on the football field. We wanna we wanna take half of your payback. Would you say, oh, okay. Would you would you agree to that?
0: No. <laughs> I'd, I'd be on 25 grand then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like,
0: like so so flip the tables. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Okay?
1: Would you say, Oh, look, yeah, nah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Look, cut me, cut me wage in half. I'm I yeah, you're right. I'm not yeah. playing that well. Yeah. Not not a chance. Not a chance yep. you would ever do that. Absolutely. So don't don't expect it to go the other way. Mm. When you agree, okay, you're saying yes yeah. to the club to say, yep, I'm happy with that. So just play it out. Yeah. Play it out, particularly with, with what's happened previously where, you know, you've gone in and said, look, I'm playing some pretty good football. Mm. I'd like to, you know, sort of renegotiate. And the, and the club were forthcoming. They said, yeah, hey, mate, agree. Mm. We're going to upgrade you. We're going to pay you more. Don't expect you to extend. We'd love you to, but we're not even going to put that on you. Mm. We're just going to, the terms that you're on now, the length of the contract, we'll just start paying you more. Mm. Okay. And they actually give him a huge contract first up, I believe, as like an 18 or 19 year old. I think he played six first grade games. Three, Three first, Sorry, first grade. Yeah. Three first grade games. Okay. And then said, mate, listen, here's 600,000. Here's 600,000 after six matches. Mm. It, so, you know, I, I think just, I, I, I think as as footballers, you just need to, Step back a little bit and say, listen, I made a decision to commit myself to this football club.
2: Mm.
1: At that time, okay, I agreed to this pay. I agreed to this length of time and I'll see it out. If at some stage, okay, that I feel as though we could go back and ask the question of maybe getting paid a little bit more. Mm. I'm really enjoying my time at this footy club. I'd like to... St- stick around and play a bit longer mm. can we extend that that's okay mm. but it- but it- you got to remember too you're playing you're playing in a squad mm. okay like every player can't get paid a million dollars it just cannot happen there's only 9.6 million available yeah so unless you want to play with guys on you know 25000 mm.
2: you
1: you got to be willing to sacrifice a little bit yeah somewhere
0: yeah It's no mate, I uh I totally agree. I I I agree with absolutely everything you said. Do you feel his management hasn't advised him correctly and hasn't put his best interest his new management because now his
1: reputation Mm. has taken a gig like well, it's taken a hit, huge hit. Uh, It's taken a hit, and the best thing he's done is come back and said, listen. No, I'm, I'm staying. Yeah. Okay. Really smart. Now, obviously, there's been some discussions, fairly swift ones. Mm. I think particularly after the reception he got um, at Suncorp Stadium last week mm. from his own fans. Yeah. Yeah, I could only imagine what that would have been like for him. Mm. Yeah. Actually, I couldn't imagine, Yeah. To, to be honest. Getting booed by your own fans. That, oh, that, man. That, that would be such an awful feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and and to his credit, he actually played really well. He did. He, he played strong again, as everyone knew he would. Yeah. Okay. As everyone knew he would. Mm. Now, yeah, you know, you'd like to think that when you put your trust in in people that are going to look after you, they're going to look after your best interest. Now, I'm talking about management, agents, whatever you want to call them, mm. advisors. Mm. You'd like to think, yeah, you know, they're going to give you um, their opinion or their advice, and it's all in your best interest. I, you know, the, the the thing that came out last week, asking for an immediate release, that was that was so out of the blue and a shock to everyone in the game. I believe. Mm. I just don't know whether that was the well, I, I, it wasn't the right decision. Well, it was bad timing. Like out well, of all of it, it was really poor timing. Oh, Man, mass, like really poor
0: timing. And what I'm not understanding is, is like, I would understand if, like, let's say he was on, three hundred grand or like two hundred fifty. And it was this massive play by his management of like we can where we may be able to get you an extra seven hundred and fifty grand a year, yeah. But this like his reputation has taken hit over literally one hundred to two hundred k, and that's a lot of money, yes. But when you're already earning seven fifty, yes, it's, it doesn't change
1: your life at all, no, at all. Well, well, I think isn't there isn't there? I I hope I'm not misquoting or not remembering this properly, but it's something like there's information out there like. If you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year, mm. anything after that, it doesn't change your life that much,
0: yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, diminishing returns, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean, yeah, you know what I mean
1: Absolutely. so so and so Payne's making way more than he's making seven times that much, mm. he's making seven hundred thousand, so as as you said, like seven fifty to you know nine hundred or a million, it's not gonna change his life dramatically, mm.
0: yeah and and that's the thing is like you know what will change his life dramatically is his own fans it like oh, that, you know that him. you can't, Absolutely. and you can't you can't buy that back. Now, I do believe Payne Haas is the kind of player because he gets on the field and he leaves it all out there. I think he can definitely earn the love back. You know, I think that the yeah. fans will see. Okay, you know what? Little mistake.
1: It's it's the only way he gets it back. Yeah, it's the only way he gets that that trust and the respect back from his fans is to go out and play like like he does every week. Mm. Okay, we're not we're not questioning his ability or mm. or his commitment to um, playing football because he shows every week that that he goes out and plays well. Mm. It's one of his biggest strengths is his, his yeah. consistency. Yes. Okay, and we've seen that over the last 2 or 3 years at the Broncos. But yeah, it's just such a big call that's it's just knocked him down a few pegs I believe mm. in the eyes of the Broncos, you know, faithful.
2: Yeah,
0: and uh, and to be honest It's like, un-
1: it's so unfortunate.
0: It's so unfortunate and and it really the problem is is let's say Broncos come out for the next few weeks and start playing poorly. Guess who's getting blamed?
1: Oh, the the fingers Pointed straight at Payne Haas. Even
0: if it's not his fault, like even if it, even if Broncos were always destined to go out and lose those four games, and
1: he, and and if he's playing, he could be the best player on the field,
0: still. and he still get the blame for it. So, look, I I really do hope this can get worked out, and I also think that if I'm being totally honest, and you know, I, I really want Haas to stay, I understand it was a mistake, and I understand all that. But as an ex-player, I love what he brings to the jersey, yep. and all that matters. Usually, like obviously you don't want him asking for releases, but all that matters usually is like actions are louder than words. Yes. And if he can come out and perform, yep. that's, all, that's all you can ask. But
1: and the club, they, the club well and truly want him to stay. 100%. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean they're trying to extend. Yep. They're trying to extend. Mm. Um, but I would say, you know, uh,
1: is there a club that's really going to pay a million a year for a front rower? Well, that, that's the most difficult thing. Because like, as good as you are as a, as a prop uh, in the competition – um, the million dollar, like there's probably three or four players in the comp that that really should be getting paid a million bucks. And yep. they're the guys that have a huge influence on the result every week. Mm. Now I'm talking about like, like setting up points, um, you know, having a say on what the scoreboard looks like at the end of the game. Now Payne Haas certainly gets through a mountain of work and he does a lot of great things for that footy side. But, you know, the the thing about... You know, hard workers, guys that can carry the ball strong. You, you can develop those players. You can find them. Mm. You can mm. find them sort of, if you, if you look hard enough, you can find them everywhere. But guys like Cleary, guys like Cam Munster, guys like Tom Trebojevic, they don't pop up all that often. Yeah. They, 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 are, they are generational players.
0: Yeah. In my opinion, if I'm paying you a million dollars, we must be playing top eight footy. If you can't get me into the top eight, in my opinion, you're yep. not worth a million dollars. In, that's every I,
1: every year of your contract.
0: Every year of your contract, and that's where you go. Cleary in any team, I think he'd get them the top eight. Yeah, Munster in any team, in my opinion, would get them to the top eight. Anyway, we're going to go to a caller. We've got Adrian from Canberra. Adrian, you there, mate? Yeah, I'm there, mate. How are you guys going?
3: Good, buddy. Yourself? Yeah, good. Thank you. Um, just a quick one on the on this whole Payne Haas situation. Um, I heard Denon, I heard you talking on the on the DNP and on the Monday, Monday potty about you could see you could see a bulldogs, for instance, um, paying someone like a Selwyn Cobo a million a year because he's got that much potential and he's he's the next big throbber and he's going to be great. But you can't see a club paying a pain half, who I think's already proven he is the next big thing. He's winning like awards left, right, and center. He's only twenty two. I think. I'm, I'm, I agree with you guys just there. I think only players like Eccleary, yeah, Munster, probably deserve that million-dollar price tag. But I just wanted to get your thoughts on how how you could see a Cobo getting a million a year at a, at a struggling club, but you couldn't see a Payne Haas getting a million a year.
0: Yeah, mate, it's a great question. And, and just to be uh, clear, I said that the Bulldogs and a club like the Tigers would consider a million dollars a year for Selwyn. I, I personally believe that... He, I wouldn't pay a million dollars for him right now. I think that, but I do believe yeah. that those clubs are in a position where they would genuinely consider. And the reason why I do is that, you know, Selwyn Cobo at fullback, uh, long term, imagine if you signed the next Greg Inglis. Would it be worth a million dollars, do you think? Let's say, let's, let's assume Selwyn Cobo becomes 90% of the player of Greg Inglis. Do you reckon he'd be worth a million?
3: Yeah, I understand. I think Greg Inglis is like. Probably arguably the greatest outside back of all time. A but it's a fair I mean, investment. It's a fair investment. All my argument was, was you, can, you can sign someone on potential, but Paynehouse is already there doing it now. So could, but, could but you see he, a Bulldog for a Tiger paying him? But that's the
0: thing, though. He, he's not. You know, he, he's incredible. But the Broncos are Wooden Spoon and 14th. So we've seen, you know, he's in, absolutely incredible. He's generational talent. But he has not been able to drag the Broncos into top eight. Whereas a guy like Greg Inglis, you know, and again, I'm saying Greg Inglis, we don't know where the Selwyn Cobber will be, but there's, there's, you know, a very good chance he could be similar-ish or at least a good chance. Hmm. And so that's why I believe that you would consider, I don't believe, I don't, I'm not saying that they would pay a million, but I do believe conversations would be had of like, Ooh, could we do it? Could we not do it? Whereas Payne, for example, he's been at, he's been at a bottom eight club. And unfortunately, the front row only has so much impact in a game. There's only so much the front row can do.
1: Well, and there's been significant change yeah. in the Broncos this year as well. Mm. Adam Reynolds coming across. I know he's missed a few games, but he's made a huge difference to that footy club. Kirk Capewell, mm. you throw him in the mix too. And then you've got guys like Flegler, Carrigan. Mm. Um, they're, they're playing. Yeah, they've also improved, which mm. is only helping the cause with the Broncos. Mm. And, 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 you know, Payne Haas, as we mentioned, um, Adrian, like, he's still playing great footy mm. like he has in the past couple of years. But he's had some help. Yeah. He's had a lot more help this year. He's had the injection of uh, Reynolds, Capewell. Yeah, you throw Ryan James in there as well. Three guys that Kevin Walters has spoken about glowingly about the influence they've had on this footy side with their leadership um, and just just their general traits around around the park that's improved and elevated their younger players mm-hmm. into playing the footy they're playing right now.
0: And and just quickly, Adrian, yeah. I think like it's not necessarily a pain. Has thing. It's I, I don't. It does honestly. Any front rower, like it's not Payne Hus specifically. No, no, no. It's no. it's essentially like any front rower. I just don't think that they can impact the game um, as much as say a fullback, a six or a seven. But it's a great question. It's a really good question because maybe yeah. I could be wrong. Could I could be use, wrong.
3: You could use the argument with um with Ponga, kind of when he went to the Knights. He not a million dollars, but he was signed for potential um, to turn the club around, and they're still struggling. Even well, with but him he did though. Now. They got he
0: did, but he did turn the club around. They got into the eight. They were wooden spoon and the clubs, they were playing the eight the yeah. last three. Ever since the last three years, they've been playing in the eight. But you're right, though, it's a great question and we can talk till the cows come over. But I really do appreciate the call, brother. <laughs> yeah.
1: Good on you, Adrian. Yeah, <laughs> of course. See
0: Thank you, good. bros. Thank you, mate. Great question, Adrian. Great question. Uh, and you know what? Let, text in, let us know what you think. Is, is Payne Haas worth a million dollars and what club would, would purchase him for it? Mm. Um, but we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to continue previewing Origin. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. As you heard, we love it when people call in. Great question from Adrian. Call in 1300, or 1300, sorry, 01-1170. Ask me your Origin questions. Uh, so, But before that, we're going to get to the Bailey Ladders. Welcome uh, to back to the Bailey, Bailey Ladders segment. Mm. Uh, time to break down which young players are climbing up the Bailey Ladder. Workside trusted for over sixty years. We've got
1: a Bailey's ladder in the studio, again. literally beside us. Like just, it's right beside me. Yeah, did it um, just appear now, or has it been the whole time?
0: It's literally just appeared. I think <laughs> some bloke's training
1: It just appears for
0: this segment. Product placement, perfect. It's perfect kind of stuff. Look, if we need to get anything done in this office, yes, there's only one ladder I would use, and it's Bailey ladders. Yep,
1: trusted for sixty years. Okay, my uh, my nominations this week. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, First up, Toby Sexton. In a losing side, Sexton had one line break, one line break assist, two try assists, kick for over three hundred meters. Now, if you looked at those stats alone, you're thinking, mate, he's he's the winning seven. Yes.
2: But no. <laughs> no, he wasn't. No, was not.
1: no, no. They found a way to lose the Titans.
0: Um Surely the Titans can go to him and say, Look at that first half, mate. More of that.
1: Just let's just repeat that. Mm. Can we can we can we do that twice? <laughs> just do it twice. We win. Do it twice. <laughs> Um, and would have been a huge win, really, oh, too. Wouldn't it have been? Against mate. the Broncos, Absolutely. riding high. They won five in a row. Yep. At Suncorp. Uh, wasn't to be. They get another chance against their um, their Queensland uh, counterparts, North Queensland Cowboys. We'll we'll preview that yep. a bit later on. But that's on tonight. Make sure you tune in and watch that one. Uh, number two, Jake Averillo. He's only 21. Again, so many young players playing well. Uh Avarillo had two tries, ran for over a hundred meters, had two line breaks against the drags. Good game, uh, eh?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I I what I like about that is Avarillo, he's was kind of forced into that seven role. They eventually realized, you know, he's not really a seven, and we're starting to see where he kind of supposed to play rugby league in NRL. You know, outside backs, good ball runner, you know, good finisher. So yeah, really good game by Avarillo.
1: Um and the and the third one is Anari Tuala. Just made his way back into the side, uh, Nui, and he finished with two tries, ran for 100 meters, had three line breaks and three. a try assist.
0: Mate, Tuala. That, that's, that's,
1: that's a fair effort as an outside back.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Tuala is, tr- like, he's really underrated at the Knights. So I don't mm-hmm. think he gets enough wraps. So I think the last last season especially was easily the best year of his career, and he's been injured. And obviously, first game yep. back, to, yep. three line breaks, first game back. Yep. Incredible. Now that's
1: all that's all like stats on with the footy. I, I think where he does a lot of his best work can be is mm. off the ball.
0: Yeah.
2: He
1: does a lot of like great work with his back three staff like covering kicks and yeah. his cover defense outstanding. Um yeah, he's just a good all-round young young player. That was uh
0: thanks to Bailey Ladders bringing safety and efficiency to the work site for over 60 years. After the break, we will reflect on the great career of Ray Warren. Welcome back to the Captain's Run and uh we remember the great career of Ray Warren who announced his retirement yesterday mm. the voice of rugby league undeniable
1: yeah. Oh absolutely and if you think back you know, particularly people sort of uh, my age uh, even yours Kempy mm, absolutely if you think back to when you were little watching rugby league growing up particularly the big matches the, the, there's only one voice mm. um that 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 springs to mind and that's Ray Warren yeah. um so yeah it's a little bit <laughs> It was it was a bit of a sad day yesterday because because you have so many memories of watching rugby league, particularly state of origin. Um, you know, all the big matches like the grand finals, mm. all these type of things. Even if you even if you're not a league fan, and you think about some of those Olympics where he commentated like the swimming. Yes, um, a lot of the great um, you know gold medals that the, our athletes were able to win at, at the Olympics, um, in the swimming pool. You know, Rabs commentated that he called those big moments. So you're sort of thinking back, and you're like, "Wow, like he's a type of person that you just well, he 'Well, he'll he'll just he'll be on TV forever.'
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah that, absolutely. That, his
1: voice will just be there. It's just yeah. part of your life. Yeah. Um, and and for myself and and yourself, mm. we we heard in the intro um of of the captain's run. Mm. Yeah, you know, we were very lucky to to play in the NRL and and the games and a lot of our s- stuff that we did. Yeah. In our footy career, it was called by Rabson. It's crazy. So, you know, I, I think for myself, and I think I can speak on your behalf too, like we feel very fortunate that we we had that opportunity.
2: Mm,
0: mate. Uh, yeah, we played it before the game. Vossi uh, just played the the tries against Para. Every time I hear that, I just feel I can't believe the great Ray called Warren it. called it. Yeah. Said my name. Yep. On a sunk, like I cannot believe it. I yeah. feel so grateful.
1: Yeah, and I and I, I was saying to you when we heard that play, mm. like I got goosebumps. Yeah, just from like like the roar of the crowd, but it's mostly Rabs's animation of it. Yeah, you know what I mean. He like, adds so much to it. You scored four, but it was just like his voice, the way he would call that play. Oh, it's crazy! It's,
0: it's crazy. What's what's one of your favorite lines? My one of my favorite lines from Rabs was,
1: <laughs> "That's not a try. That's a miracle." <laughs> yeah. I think that's the first one that springs to mind, um, but as a um, most certainly, though, I think that's on top. Mm. But another one, I, I just you, it's a line that I'll never ever forget. And being a Broncos fan as a, as a young fella, yeah, I, I still remember. I think this might have been a semi final, yeah. But um, Broncos were playing down at the Sydney Football Stadium, and and um, Alan Cairns scored a try, yeah. And as when Rab said, he he he, he beat about four players. Mm. And for those of you that remember Alan Cannon, he was sort of like an edge, like his back row, really short, sort of stocky little yeah. fella, powerful little fellow. Um, but he beat about four or five defenders, scored a try, and, he, and I remember him, like the, the call was, um, somebody stop him or he'll run out of the stadium.
3: <laughs> right? I just remember They're because like, I was a
1: huge Broncos fan. Like yeah. they had a really big win, but just this, that moment like that, I think those two, yeah the coin try and then the and the and the can try for mm. the broncos th- those two i think are you know sit above everything else
0: you know it's else is etched in my memory you know it's a positive and negative but i thought it was so uh just really well called uh 2015 final where i forget the exact words but he says you know he's won the grand final and maybe you know, immortality or something along those lines for JT as he kicks that field goal. Um, mate, no one will replace Ray Warren. And and it truly, it truly feels like a piece of the game has been taken out,
1: you know? Oh, absolutely. Like, who's going to like, absolutely. And as I said, it's sort of people from our generation. Yeah. Um, and, and, and above us, Mm. like our parents and and whatnot, it's just been rabs for so long, for so long. And he's a great man. Um, everyone here at the captain's run, we want to wish him all the very best in whatever he's doing now. He's Mm. retired. He deserves it. Um, But we just want to thank you, Rabs um, for everything that you've done for not only our game, but, but sport in Australia. You're an absolute legend, mate.
0: Absolutely. And so much so I didn't even grow up playing rugby league and I still knew Ray Warren. That's how big his reach was. Yes. Uh, So yeah, Smithy said it perfectly. Thank you so much for uh, what you did for the game. Now let's get into A preview of the round. We've got the Titans versus North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, Big game. Big, big game. I actually think that I'm liking the Cowboys quite a lot.
1: Even without the.
0: Well, they've still got Townsend. Yes. They've still got Jason Tamilolo.
1: Yeah, Tuolungi and uh, the Hammer come back.
0: Tuolungi and the Hammer come back. So they've got Hiku still in the back. They've still got Scott Drinkwater.
1: Well, this is the thing. This is the thing um, with the Cowboys. So. Over the last few years, you'd probably say no chance because they like lacked a little bit of depth. Yeah. Lose a couple of players to uh, representative footy, and you're probably thinking, "Well, no, nah, that's going to be a little bit tough for them." Mm. But you know, mentioning those players, like so, you so you you're missing a few. You're taking out, um, you know, Tom Dearden can't play; he's eighteenth mm. man. Mm. Um, Nani, uh, Val Holmes, Ruben Cotter. Mm. Um, it's you think oh, a little bit too tough, but. They're replaced with players that are first-grade quality. You know, you're not replacing them with guys that are sort of fringes or yeah. reserve graders that get their, you know, sort of two or three games a year around that rep period. Mm. Like You're getting Jason Taumalolo back. Crazy. It's just so, you know, this is and, – and they're in really, really good good form. Mm.
0: You know, even last week they, they had terrible completion. But I actually thought their defence was outstanding. I know they got beaten twenty-two yep. yep. nil, and the scoreboard doesn't reflect that. Yep. But when you actually watch the game and watched how many points probably should have been put on them, yeah, I yeah. think they did pretty well defensively away from
1: home. Yeah, big test for them uh, down at Penrith, um, and you know Penrith were Penrith. They just they played really well as they always do. Um, but they they put up a pretty good fight. Um, the Cows, the Titans. Big out Tino, oh. huge. He he was enormous last week. I don't know if you you seen his game 200, like sixty meters or yeah, something crazy. I might that might be a little bit inflated. No but, no, he but was it, it, but he it was up there. But it was a hundred. He was at 170 first half.
0: Yeah, it was it was definitely over two hundred. Incredible. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that's that's a huge out. He he put in a massive, massive performance um against the Broncos. So, who comes in and fills that role? Um, well Mo awake Waker back he um he had a bit of a an ankle issue he's back Isaac Liu he moves into that starting spot yeah Dave Fafida, he's out again um he stirred up that knee last week he come mm. back first game last week but he's aggravated that that injury again um yeah <sighs> difficult one they just uh, like Titans just need to they need to find that that first half where <laughs> That that that's as good as footy as they played all year. Literally As good as footy as they played all year. And the thing I really enjoyed about it was mm. that their key position players were getting their hands on the football. Yeah. Okay. Like they, they had their they had their ruck players. Um they, they were doing they were doing their job, they were getting the ball in their hands, taking the ball forward, creating momentum, and when they did, that's when Sexton, Brimson and Um uh Campbell. That's yep. when they, they went to work.
0: Absolutely. Okay.
1: They went to work and they created opportunities. They Toby Sexton, his kicking game in the first half was outstanding. Outstanding. Two or three repeat sets. <clears throat> created a couple of tries. Yeah. So that, they just need to play that style of footy for 80 minutes. Mm. If they can put together an 80-minute game of footy and just play smart in the moments where they need to play smart, mm. that that they're, they're a chance winning it.
0: Yeah. Uh, winning it, it, they just –
1: 80 minutes. It sounds
0: so cliche and you hear it every single week.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds boring, yeah. but that's, that's really that's all it
0: is. It really is. Um, but if they can get this win, though, it, it's just going to help their confidence so much. So, it's like, mm. truly, they, need, they just need a win to buoy them. To, because yep. the tough thing for the Titans is, is that when you play that first half and you blow the Broncos off the park, mm-hmm. the evidence is there. You can be a top eight side. So it's not like some other sides where it's like, yeah, they're just not really at that level yet. Whereas the
1: Titans are at that level. Yeah. They just can't put 80 minutes together. Well, if they match themselves up, I know they go, end up getting beat the way they did last week against the Broncos. But for 50 minutes, the Broncos are sitting, what, fourth?
2: Fourth. Okay. They're About fourth
1: right. in this, like, in this competition, they are fourth and the Titans had them on the rack. They, they were toast, yep. the Broncos, Absolutely. for 50 minutes, 55 minutes. They just needed to find a way just to just to manage that that final thirty minutes, yep. and and they were home. So and that that would have been just proof to themselves that they are they can compete with the sides up in the you know top four, top eight.
0: Absolutely. Now we're going to head to a break. After the break, though, we're going to continue previewing the round of footy. Give us a call 1300-01-1170 sorry, 1300 01 1170, or Texas us 0457-736-736. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with the great Smithy. Uh, check out the Captain's Run podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. All you've got to do is just click the catch-up button on the SEN app as well if you download the SEN app, and you can listen to the show at your leisure. But let's get into a preview. We've got the Penny Panthers versus the Bulldogs. Now, if there's one team desperate for a win, it's the Bulldogs. Uh, obviously, they sacked Trent Barrett uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Mick Potter now coaching. Potter now coaching. Uh, yep. Gus Gould has come out and said he's had no applications for the job. No applications for the job. So he he, said he even said he's not thinking about it. He said he hasn't thought about it. Um, but Come on, uh, come on Gus. <laughs> he's the best. He's the best at it. Yep. Now, the Penny Panthers severely understrengthed Is this the perfect game to get the Bulldogs back on track. When you consider last year, it was the game that the Tigers managed to get a win over the Panthers.
1: Um, I I give them every chance. Mm. I I do. I really do. Um, If you're ever a chance of beating Penrith, it's this week
2: Mm -hmm.
1: without, um, well, in particular, Cleary, Luai and Yo out. Um, But Brian Tottle, one of their main meter readers, guy that, does a lot of great things for them too. He's not playing. Abi Coruscant, he's been released yes. from Blues Camp to go back and play, so that's a big in for them. Um, but if there's ever a chance to beat them, it, it's in this game. Um, although Penrith are playing at home, again, they're just so hard to beat there. They've lost one in the last 22 or 23
0: matches. And I just want to name a few blokes they still got. Okay, sorry. Talon May. Yes. Tungor. Yes. Fisher Harris.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, it's Liotta. crazy. It's crazy. It's Dylan Edwards. <laughs> yep. Wow! Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. I, I'm not saying the Bulldogs are going to win. I'm saying yeah. if, if there's ever an opportunity it. Yeah. to beat this side, it's it's now. Absolutely. Um, but you know, Sean O'Sullivan, he comes in um, and wears that number seven jersey mm. for Nathan Cleary. Mm. Seen him produce a couple good, of, yeah. well, well, great, he, he, great performances in the first couple of rounds. Mm. Um, a lot of people were saying it might be the time where um, you know Penrith might struggle in those first few rounds that Nathan Cleary wasn't there, but they they didn't lose, mm. and he played really strongly. Um, so he'll be at seven. Um, Kurt Falls. Do you know much about Kurt Falls? He's making his NRL debut.
0: Yeah, so I'm th- pretty sure I watched him in the trials, and he was solid. He yep. was solid. You know, he, yep. he had some good play, uh, some good uh, touches. Touches, yep. And also uh, in reserve grade, he's, um, he's had some solid outings as well. So yep. the thing is, with clubs like Penrith and, and similar to with the Storm, it's – their reserve seven and sixes are usually pretty good. Yeah. You know, usually yep. they're pretty good.
1: And they just fall straight into that system.
0: Yes. So I actually think, uh, you know, watch Kurt Falls. He could be one to watch for sure, especially, you know, if you're a club looking to recruit because, you know, he's never going to get the jersey off Cleary yep. um, or Luai. And uh, if he goes well, he could be a you know a seven of the future for you. So, mm. look, I actually just think that although it is a great opportunity for the doggies, I just think the Penny Pants is going to be too strong.
1: Yeah. Well, it's hard, it's hard to knock. Champions, eh? Yeah. It really is. And as you said, like the the one the one thing that makes Penrith so strong is that they, you know, from from player one all the way down to say thirty, yeah, they're all, you know, well, well trained, um, they've got great skill and they know their system. Yes. Okay, so they just they just come in and they fall straight into that Penrith system where they know exactly what's required of them in that in that particular position they're playing.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. There's
1: just a style of footy that they just fall into and yeah. just they just continue on.
0: And and systems, you know, like, you know, when to have great line speed, when to try to yep. keep the ball in play, all yep. of these things, you know, they may not be done at the same level that Cleary can do them. That's right. But ten percent less still may be it's enough. Still good. He's still really good. Still yep. really good. Yeah, so look, I, I think this is a really good opportunity though for the dogs. Now I'm pretty sure I think Dufty has been Drop from the side. That's what I re- was reported, reported yesterday. Okay. Um, again, that's just reported, not confirmed yet. With the doggies, I've got Tavita Pangar Junior out sidelined, and uh, he is really their go-to guy when it
1: comes to breaking games apart. Yep. How do you see them winning the game? Um, yeah. Again, difficult. We, every time we preview a uh, a game, um, which includes. The Panthers. It's 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 oh, a really man. hard one. Yeah. Like oh, even when we previewed like the Storm one. Yes. Um, it's just again you need to be a little bit unorthodox and and you you got to be prepared to start well. Mm. You got to be prepared to start well and continue that energy and play with some physicality. Yeah. Because if you don't, the good sides like Penrith, they they will dominate you. Yeah. They they will just dominate you. They will grind you into the ground, and they're happy. They're happy to not score points early. Mm. All, what they're trying to do is they're just trying to sap, sap all the energy, all the life out of you. So at some point in the game, as the game wears on, particularly in the second half, it's just it's you feel as though it's just too hard, mm. and you're just getting strangled or suffocated by the way they're playing.
0: I mean, Cowboys last week, perfect example. Yep, they hung in, hung in, but eventually. Just opened
1: uh, up. Eventually, like when when you watch Penrith and they've they've just they've mastered, they've got this ability right now that which makes them so good, mm. okay, is that you can watch them and you're like, oh, you know, it's there's not a lot of flash things happening and blah, blah. And all of a sudden they've put twenty on the opposition. Yeah, <laughs> Do you so know what I mean? it's, me? like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. that's that's just the way they're playing at the moment. Yeah. It's just like, well, they haven't done anything too like they haven't done anything too spectacular today. Mm. They're not, you know, it's not too much razzle dazzle. Oh, hang on a minute.
0: They're winning by 20. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so true to you look up 10 minutes later. Yeah. And it's try, try, try. And you're going, oh, wow. What just happened there? But we're going to head to the break. After the break, we're going to go to your texts. And then in the final hour, we'll continue previewing the games. But we'll have a deep dive into origin preview and how each team can win the first game of the series. Welcome back to the captain's run with the great Smithy. We've got some tech Smithy. What do we got there, mate?
1: No, we've got a few here. Um... Well, it says, "Hey, Smithy, Jake from the Gold Coast, mate, wanted to hear more about three of your worst, worst origin memories or plays. Not the best, just the worst. Up, <laughs> up the Maroons. If you, wouldn't you? Why do you want to hear about the worst yeah, one? one if you're a Maroons, Maroons <laughs> Jeez. fan. Um, three of the worst. Okay, probably, probably watching, probably out of the time I spent in that team, probably watching the Blues lift the shield." Yes, in two thousand and four, five, and then two thousand and fourteen.
0: What what uh, hurt more, you reckon, four or five or fourteen? Fourteen, really, because because of that run. Fourteen,
1: we we'd won eight in a row, and let, like I'm not being not being um, selfish mm. or, or just greedy, mm. but we we just we wanted that run to continue. Yeah, yeah, we just wanted it to keep going. Mate. We're looking at 10. Oh, that would imagine? have been nice. Oh,
0: man. And you ah, understand- that's right. A little blip on the radar. You can't, can't be greedy. Can't be greedy. Eight in a row. I think that's enough. I think we can appreciate that. Uh, after the news, we're going to continue our round th- 13 preview and also have a deep dive into a preview of Origin 1. Welcome back to the captain's run with myself and the great Smithy. Uh, let's get into a preview. Manly sea Eagles versus the New Zealand Warriors, 7.35 Saturday night at Four Pines Park. Seagulls, Tapao, Saab, Lawton all return for them. Uh, Foran moves into the halfback role for Cherry. Schuster is named at 5'8". In the team, team used for New Zealand Warriors, Hooker, Wade, Egan, and backroller Bailey Siren have been named to return for the Warriors, replacing Freddie Lossick and Denamis Louie. Thoughts about this game,
1: Smithy? Uh, yeah, mainly at home. Um, obviously, missing their skipper Daly Cherry Evans um, in the Queensland side at the moment. Kieran Foran goes to half. Look, he, he's playing outstanding. Kieran Foran. Mm. Um, Schuster though, silky. Schuster, silky to Schuster, play at number six. I think it, it's his favorite position. It is, I think, and that's yeah. where he he wants to play. Here's your opportunity. He wants to he wants to eventually move into that that six jersey and and play there long term. So. Great opportunity for him, massive. And, and like, the, look, he he is silky. Mm. Like he has got great skill. He's got he's got time. When he's got the ball in his hands, it's like he's got. He just slows the game down. Mm. Slows the game down, and just his ability to get the ball, holds it out in two hands, just sort of half mesmerizes the defense. Mm. Plays really square at the line too. Yeah. So he yeah. just he holds up. He holds up um, the opposition defenders, and just. Um, Create space, or well, he doesn't create space. What he does is he just maintains space on the outside for his outside men, mm. um, and just his ability—like he's just got lovely touch with his hands, mm. nice soft passes. Good, great, great opportunity for him to say, "Hey, listen, I'm putting my hand up. I'm yep. I'm, I'm your future six. Yeah. Um, which I think that yeah, they've they've sort of penciled him in with with uh, Foz moving on to the Titans next year, but um, yeah, I, I think Manly can win this one. I I, re- I think they can. They're in a position like a lot of like like the Titans where some games they look really good. Yeah. And then others you're just like, well, where's that manly team I I seen last week? Where are yeah. they where have they gone? And Man. they can do that they can do that inside the eighty minute games as well. Absolutely.
2: Can't like, they?
0: Even against the storm, you know, for a lot of that game, they're in it. Yeah. Maybe like fifty minutes. Yeah, and they're going, Wow, this is a manly without <laughs> Tommy Trovoyovich. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then just boom, out of nowhere.
1: Yep, that's right. And um yeah, Mentioning what we what we spoke about earlier too with Jake missing out, I'm mm. I'm pretty sure he'll be oh. he'll be in for an absolute blinder.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. What, uh, what are you thinking here, particularly yeah, from a look, Warriors point of view, mate? It's 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 a tough one. The Warriors because unfortunately we're officially back to the old Warriors. You know, mm. we the, mm. we started the year rocks and diamonds. You yeah, about? we just don't know. Mm. One week we're going to rock up and we're going to have a crack in sixty minutes, seventy minutes, twenty minutes in uh, the the, the Disappointing thing is at the start of the season, we actually put, not we, the New Zealand Warriors put together four or five good weeks. They actually won, I think, three on the trot, and it probably should have been four, except they had some really tough calls against them, against the Roosters. Yes. And so it almost feels like the Warriors might need to take another step back to take a step forward because they're just falling into old bad habits that the Warriors, it looked like under patent had got rid of it. So Peyton had that last eight or so weeks with the squad and it seemed like he really galvanized them. And then obviously they start the year really well this year. So it's a really tough one. I don't know how to pick the Warriors, but mm. I will say in their defense, they've lost both Lodge and Fenwell Blake. What are your thoughts on the Lodge situation? Yeah. Very, very bizarre. Yeah. Do do you think it was smart by them to get rid of him so soon when they need to actually grant the release?
2: Yeah.
1: And pay out in full. Just yeah. <laughs> wow! Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a situation we don't really see that often mm. at all. Yeah, a club just saying, "Yep, no worries, mate. We'll pay you every cent as well."
0: Yeah, not only can you stop playing footy now for mm. us, we'll yep. pay you your entire contract.
1: Yeah, it's incredible, really. Um, and and something like, what's what's the backstory to that? There were, well, well, there's something, something, I read something somewhere. Yes. i just seen the headline about mm. some pub incident or. Well,
0: so the owner, owner has come out and said they had an argument. Right. And then it just didn't get good since then. Like it didn't recover the relationship, but Lodge has kind of said that argument wasn't a factor in it. And also Lodge was offered quite a big contract for them. And initially okay. he was going to stay, but then that issue happened and now he's not going to stay. So wow. something's happened.
1: Well, yeah, okay. Well, well, yeah. Clearly, something's happened. Um, I, I I think something. Reading between the lines, Mm. for you to say, "Look, I want out, and I want my entire package payout," yes, and for the club to then say, "Yep, no worries," right? Here's seven hundred thousand. Wow. There's something a little bit more significant than just a disagreement. Oh,
0: absolutely. Okay, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> let not muck around. It comes off their I, cap so, next year. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Crazy. Something a little bit more significant, or is that is that how much the club wants you to move on? You know what I mean? Yeah. We're, we're happy to say, mate, au revoir, plus we'll take a huge chunk out of our cap for next year so you're not here. What, and what's like, insane? What's, what's, what, which way? Which way which is, have they – has would, someone at the club – stuffed up royally mm. and said, listen, we better pay this bloke out, mm. let him go, and let's just end it there? Or was it the other way around where the, the issue was from the player and, and the club just say, mate, we're we're that happy to let you go mm. that we'll pay out your entire contract just so you're not with us? Uh, we don't know. We don't know. And we, and probably we'll never know. And, well, what and, makes that, it crazier, and that's though? fine. But for, for that situation... To unfold the way it did, mm. something significant has happened.
0: Yeah, for sure. And what makes it even crazier is I'm pretty sure that the next year was a player option in his favour. Right. So it wasn't even Okay. Like I'm okay. pretty sure it wasn't he like he could choose to take it up or choose not to. Okay. So it's So yeah. it wasn't even
1: guaranteed what I, you're saying.
0: Again, reportedly it was wasn't even guaranteed. Okay. So really, really strange times. And I do feel sorry for the Warriors because they have sacrificed so much for lot, the game. A lot, yeah. And then now they're dealing with this kind of off-field stuff and, you know, the drama. It's, I just feel sorry for the Do you reckon? Players. Do you
1: reckon – do you think that's – do you think now, like, we're seeing it's had an effect on them being away from home for so long? Like, we already Surely. know – already we already understand that it's been a significant sacrifice to come yeah. over to Australia, being away from family and friends for a long time, been away from their own homes. Um, you know, so it's very unfamiliar sort of – you know living for them mm. over the past you know couple of seasons mm. although that they, they did commit themselves so, okay so they made the decision to commit mm. to to stay over and play which is great for the competition they get to continue playing as well um but do you see do you feel as though we'll see improvement from that footy side when they return back they're they're going they're only going back in a couple of weeks mm. round 16 it's round 16 they're back at mount smart stadium in auckland yeah. in front of home fans it's going to be huge do you, think, do you think that we'll see an improvement from them when they're back in New Zealand, playing in New Zealand? Look, it's it's a tough one because
0: I actually don't think we'll see it till next year. I think it's going to take a while for them to settle in back home. They've been gone for so long. It's all, it would almost be like moving again. Um, so I hope that they improve, but I, I really just don't know because the club is in this very strange position right now. You know, they just... Mm. For example, even their recruitment has been hit. Like certain players, you know for their own reasons, can't go back home to the New Zealand with them. And yeah, just, uh, yes. You know, it's yep, just yep. it's just a very strange situation the club is in. And, um, you know, their fans and their players have sacrificed so much, it sucks that they're in it. But let's get to the next game. We've got the Raiders versus the Roosters. Uh, Jack White and Papali'i are due to, uh, out due to Orange commitments, mm-hmm. but replaced in the starting side by Matt Foley and Corey Horsburgh. Hadawira Nawa joins the bench along with Trey Mooney, who will make his NRL debut for the mm-hmm. Sydney Roosters. Tedesco, Tupo, Lindsay Collins are out due to origin commitments, while Suwali will be released to play. However, Suwali still needs to pass concussion protocols from last week. Joey Marnie shifts to fullback. Nangama moves to center. Billy Smith comes into the wing for Daniel Tupo. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tokiaoho moves to prop. Tupanua comes in to the starting side, and Egan Butcher joins the bench how do you see this game playing?
1: Well, it's a lot like Penrith, isn't it? When you look at that lineup, you're thinking, "Wow, you've got Tedesco, Tupou, Lindsay Collins out," but that's a that's a still a strong footy
2: mm, side. The absolutely, still a
1: strong footy side. Although I'm liking the way the Raiders are playing at the moment, mm. I really am. Yeah, they've right. they've sort of rediscovered their identity of 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 sorts, where they're just that that grinding, play physical, um, drag you into our style of footy type of t- uh, team, um, but I, I, yeah, the Roosters, uh, I think they were going to be a little bit cla- too classy um, for the Raiders, although this is down in Canberra, Huge. this is down in Canberra, which which I think is in favour of the Raiders, going to be f- absolutely freezing
0: See down See Dylan there. Brown on the, the camera <laughs> the other week? What was it? Dylan Brown on camera was like literally shivering <laughs> as he's doing the interview going, bro, it's so cold, and he's from New Zealand as well, that's how cold it is. <laughs> Mate. Get
1: him out of there. Mate. Seriously, like, so or, like, cold. Para, uh, any coats?
0: Mate. Any yeah, jackets yeah. for the players? Something. Did he have a jacket on? He, I don't think he did. It was straight after the game. And <laughs> honestly, he was <laughs> shivering. He was literally shivering. Um, Surely. Mate. Come on. Get the jackets out. Come on, boys.
1: Media manager.
0: <laughs> uh, but jacket, yeah, please. Back to the Raiders. I, I agree with you. I feel like they have turned a little bit of a corner. Mm. And I understand they lost last week. But we have to remember, like, they lost to a, you know, the Eels are a top tier side. Yeah, that's right. And they took it to them all the way to the end.
1: Yep. They did. the only The only knock on them this week is is two guys that mm. lead that sort of physical style of footy mm. in in Jack White and Josh Papali, uh, sorry Josh Papali, um, and and he's been in very good form, particularly the last two weeks. Josh Papali, oh, just massive. with 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 his strong carries, um, some of his like the impact he's had defensively with some of his big hits. Mm. Um, and as we know, like we, we spoke about Jack White and the way he plays with his, um, you know, his kick, his kick chase, um, his aggressive defence from the edges, mm. and and he's a and he's a great ball runner. Um, yeah, it, it, they 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 might just feel the loss of those two a little bit more than what the Roosters do with Tedesco, Tupou, and Lindsay Collins.
0: I will say, if the Raiders do get the win. Tarpanier to get out of the match. That's me tip. Oh, really? If the if the Raiders win, Tarpanier gets out of the match. He's been outstanding yeah, the last no, couple of weeks. He has been playing well. Um, and with the Sydney Roosters, you know, I spoke about it with uh, the great Tristo from Top Sport. But, yes. you know, the crazy thing about the Roosters is they get to keep Kieran Walker in their halves combination. Also, their nine, uh, which will be pretty sure it, it's Beryl's.
1: It co- is it Verrill's this week? Or Hutchinson or, Conor, or Conor Watson? Watson?
0: Either way, it's a, it's a nine that has been there for the whole year. you know. Mm. So they don't lose a nine. And, and No, no, it's
1: not a fresh face coming exactly.
0: in. Exactly. So that's where I feel like the, the Roosters could really get the win because they've got players in key positions that yep. essentially – so Hutchinson will be in the nine role. He's obviously been there. Yep. Um, and Watson will come off the bench. So, like, outside of Radley being injured, their spine – you know, Manu has played there plenty of times, enough times. Their spine is pretty set. You know, it's yep. played together.
1: Yep. No, uh, look. Uh, as I said, they're they're a classy footy side, and um, yeah, if they if they yeah they play well. I think they get the job done against Canberra.
0: Now it is a bye week, so there aren't you know a bunch of different games. But we have to talk about the Tigers have come out and said they're doing a mid season review, and it's weird. A couple of weeks ago, Michael Maguire's job was set, all good, nothing to worry about. But then rhetoric has come out. For example, I think the chairman has come out and said there's nothing in front of me right now oh, no. that says Michael Maguire's job is in threat or are, you know in trouble. Mm-hmm. So, the the smoke is rising around Michael Maguire's situation in the Tigers. What what do you think is the best way forward for the Tigers?
1: Um, I don't know. Like do they well, he won two, two in a row there, right? There's there was talk about oh, you sacked, get rid of him, get mm. rid of him. They come out and win. Uh, two games mm. that's when Jackson Hastings come back and, yep. and, and was chucked in the halves um, and they took they took a couple of big scalps in those two matches but then since then they've well they've been better they've been much absolutely, better absolutely yeah. they've been much
0: better except the be last week in that second half but outside of that second half absolutely
1: yeah they've, they've been there's been a huge improvement um so I don't know I don't, do you look at do you look at the results or do you look at where the teams come from from the start of the year and make your judgment from that mm. do you say look there's been a difference, there's been an improvement, but still no results. The only thing is like if 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 you get rid of your coach, who replaces him and does that person does that person do, can that person do a better job? Mm. Or it's not even about doing a better job, it's does he does that person then bring results? Because mm. that's what you essentially that's what you're getting rid of your exist your existing coach for. Yeah. Because he's not winning. Yeah. So if you bring someone else in, what changes? I think that's that's what you need to look at.
0: And you know who's on the market as a coach that you know yeah. that Well, you...
1: well there's always names tossed up there about you know like your Flanagan's, um Cameron Seraldos, mm. uh Paul Green. Mm. Um you always get those similar names coming up. Yeah. Um I don't know. Yeah. I actually don't know. It's tough. I I don't know. And that's what I, that's what I mean about if you're going to flick a coach, okay, it, clearly they they need to be replaced. Mm is that person that comes in to replace them is anything going to change with that person yeah mate it's it's such a tough one
0: the tigers because they actually when you watch them play they've improved dramatically when yep. you watch them play but yes, then, so that's what i mean then you look at the results and you go no they haven't improved at all no that's right they've actually gone backwards
1: yeah so what is what is your goal like are you, do you want to see improvement from your team which doesn't necessarily mean wins mm. okay it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get results yeah or is it just all result-based? Is mm. your thinking and your decision based around wins and wins only?
0: Uh, I personally, I think that let him have a chance with Coruscant and Papali'i getting signed to the club next year. Keep him around yeah, and give him, you know, basically say he got 10 rounds.
1: Well, that was a bit like the dogs, though. Mm. When you think of Trent Barrett, True. like he had, he's had, he got out, mm. Well, he doesn't anymore, but the Dogs have out and Reed Barney coming. You'd like to think that they're going to have a positive impact on that footy club. Oh, massive, right? massive. But the Dogs just went, nah, sorry, mate. <sighs> Go on. Yeah, look. <laughs> We're not waiting. Yeah, it's tough.
0: <laughs> mate, I honestly don't know what the answer is, but I will say that the Tigers, aside from that last uh, 40 minutes, have been much, much better as a side. Um, and I personally think because he's won a premiership, you back him in. If he gets Apikorosau there and he gets uh, Papaliti there, give him 10 games. And then at 10 games, if he's not you know, got a better record than what you won or whatever, that's probably when you need to part ways probably. Yep. Yep. Um, but we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to do a deep dive into Origin Preview 1. How does the Blues win? How does Queensland win? We will discuss it all after the break.
1: Holy schnitz! Time now for the sporting highlight of the week. Thanks to Schnitz, home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels.
0: Welcome back to the Captain's Run with the great Cameron Smith. Now, Smithy, when I talk about great things, I say Smithy, and I also say Schnitties. Smithy and Schnitties—they <laughs> go great well, things, don't they? They, mate, they actually, I'm as in,
1: you. as in, as in, they sound similar and they go well when I'm eating schnitz. Oh,
0: them. mate, they are absolutely incredible, and so we've Love got. It. The Schnitz uh, sporting moments of the week. Now I'm going to go first, Smitty, okay, and yep. then we'll get your second. What do you got? But my nomination is Dragons prop Blake Laurie, the big fella, finally scoring his first try after 91 NRL games.
1: 91. How many games did it take you, Smithy? Um, I think about four. Four? Yeah, I remember scoring. just a dive over. Yeah, it's just a little sneaky dive over. I scored against it was against Penrith at Olympic Park in well. Melbourne. In Melbourne.
0: How good, but I, you know, Blake Laurie, 91 games, in, he's in the battle station. You know, good he's on in him. the middle of the, yeah. the field, doesn't get praise for what he's he does. He's in the thick of it. He's in the thick of it, and he loves it. He, he loves the battle, and he gets a try as well. So congratulations, Blake. Absolutely stoked for you, mate.
1: He must have been maybe heading up into a sort of top five category of most games without a try.
0: Well, Alex Twill is up there now going, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Life is about to get very... He's,
1: he's 100 plus now.
0: 100 plus now. No try.
1: Wow. And twally. in his, in his
0: hundredth, there's literally a bit where uh, one of a West Tigers players snakes a try off him,
2: oh, no. but then the
0: try gets disallowed. It's crazy. Oh, no. Crazy.
1: Oh, I think that, – was that his game when he got caught up in the banner? Was that Twilight? Yes.
0: Yes, that's Twally. <laughs> Mate, sort the banners out. What's going on? Brooksy had the same thing at the Tigers. Whoever the banner guy is at the Tigers. Mate, don't make it so
1: like tough to run through. Yes. Like a little less
0: sticky tape. Mate, what's doing there? It's like a cement wall. If 12 can't get through it, no one can.
1: Why is that so funny, that stuff? Oh, mate, mate, I still remember. Um, I think this is 2009 Grand Final. We are playing yeah. in Parramatta. Look back to the replay, 2009 or 2012. Mm. I, I forget which one, but I, I still I vividly remember Ryan Hoffman getting caught up in our banner. You know how we used to run through the banner every game. wasn't yeah. just the big ones. Yeah, it's just a, like, a Victorian thing. Yeah, and uh, I've, we've come cruising through. I ran through the middle. For some reason, Ryan Hoffman tries to run through the edge. Oh, oh that's no, the strongest to, yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got like caught up, <laughs> twisted up. <laughs> They're good. And he went out and scored the first try of the game. So. Clearly didn't yeah, um, affect him too much. Okay, oh, my nomination uh, for the holy schnitz sporting moment was well, uh, it was when the Titans were winning twenty four to ten. Okay, Bronx just scored, got himself back in the game. Still though, like Titans are up by fourteen, they should uh, they should ice the game. Mm. But no, they go for a short kickoff. Oh wow, they opt for a short kickoff. Oh, Tino, by Tino, 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 um, was it Tino's decision? Yeah, he came out after the game in the press
0: conference. Said, oh, "I just want to apologise. Like, I oh no, I didn't, I didn't know that." Because I think he didn't know the full rules of the kickoff, like he couldn't regather it or something unless okay. it hit the ground after the ten minutes. Oh, he thought
1: it had to hit the ground. Yes, all that has to do is cross the line. Yes, he, so he could have actually. Anyway, yes, no, uh, don't call for that, Tino. Your next game, Tino, big fella, kick him deep, kick him long, <laughs> kick him deep. But anyway, uh, they went for the short. They went for the short kickoff, and Corey Pakes, <laughs> what a catch! He a just swooped in there and just said, "Thank you, I'll have that." Thank you. Took off down the field about forty meters, uh, drew the fullback, gave it to Jordan Ricky for a try, and that, that pretty much just it, – it, it was just – it couldn't stop them from there.
0: People at the ground reckon Suncorp called out, holy schnitz, when it happened. <laughs> wow. Um, that's they all made allegedly. Well of. <laughs> they
2: may well They may well Allegedly. Of. I mean,
0: it was a weird night. They were bowing, yelling out, holy schnitz, all the good, good stuff. But yep. they were our holy schnitz sporting moments, thanks to schnitz. Got that winning taste right now? Schnitz, handcrafted schnitzels, made fresh and made just for you. After the news – We're going deep with Origin, baby. Origin game one preview after the news. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with the great Cameron Smith. But uh, just like the rest of us, SEN has Origin Fever. So tomorrow on 1170, we are giving away three chances to win a double pass to State of Origin 1, valued at $200. Your first chance comes in breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, so be sure to listen between 6 and 9 a.m. The next double pass will be on offer during Morning Glory with Matty Johns between 9 and 12. And finally, head down to Four Points Truck Bar, that's 4 Pines Truck Bar at Brookvale tomorrow between 3 and 6 p.m. to join Joel Kane and Steve O'Keefe for the run home. Your last chance to win a double pass to State of Origin One valued at $200. This is available to New South Wales residents only. SEN has Origin Fever, and I've got Origin Fever right now. I was lying in bed, I said my temperature's up, and I said, no, nah, darling, Origin's around the corner.
2: <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> now,
0: Smithy. Yes. Uh, Smithy, speak, speak to me. Uh, <laughs> next week. You know, what are you kind of feeling the game? Like, for example, Game 1 last year was honestly one of the fastest games I've ever witnessed. Is that something that you're expecting for Game 1 this year?
1: Well, it was very fast from a New South Wales point of view. They put plenty of points on the board. Mm. Queensland were pretty much standing behind their own goal line uh, for the most part of it. But I I just feel as though this is a much more even uh, game. It's Mm. It's a much more even sort of matchup of the two footy sides given given the situation that the Queensland clubs find themselves in um, well more so you know North Queensland and and Brisbane with you know sitting uh, third and fourth on the ladder mm. players in good form a lot of players being picked from those footy sides so Queensland are taking in guys that are just in a really good position right now mm. quite healthy playing great footy very confident and they're up and about and some young players energetic guys, you know, given an opportunity to play origin. So if Mm. you, if you think back to game one last year, um, Queensland took in, um, a few guys under injury cloud, hadn't played a lot of football leading up to that, um, that first game went in great form to Mm. be, to be fair. Um, and just, and, and that week, the preparation was just up and down. Like there was just, you know, some things happening mm. in their preparation where players weren't training for the most part of the week. There was, you know, guys getting sick and all this sort of stuff, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, we got beat fair and square mm. by a very good New South Wales side. I just think that it's a, it's a little bit um, better, um, more even matchup this year. Mm. Um, you know, people say that New South Wales are being brought back to the pack a little bit because of, you know, the injuries to Latrell Mitchell and, and Tom Trebojevic. But, you know, you know, they're they're wonderful players. But at the same time, when you when you look at guys like um, Katoni Stags, mm. he has been oh, outstanding this year. Yeah, um, he brings different things to that footy side to what Tom Trebouvitch would have mm. or Latrell Mitchell. A lot of know. aggression. He's aggressive. He's physical. He's extremely fit. Mm. He is fast. Now you say, oh, well, you know, like Tommy's fast and Latrell's fast, but he just he plays it. He plays the game a very different style. Absolutely. So when you when you're thinking of yeah, you know, attacking say a Katoni Stags, you have got to come up with different ways to attack down that edge to what you would have if you're facing Latrell or or Tommy, mm. because he's so good with his defence, and he's got a lot of speed, so he can trust himself
2: absolutely to allow
1: attack to get outside him. He 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 does so much work for his winger.
2: Mm. Okay,
1: when yeah. you, when you watch the Broncos play, absolutely. you know his, his winger can afford to. Just hang back a little bit deep, hang a little bit wide, because he knows Cotone's coming to help yep. him.
0: His first 10 metres is incredible. That's
1: Ketone what I mean. Yeah. So he can, he can say, well, righto, will take me on, on the outside. Mm. You know, I'll just back myself to get out there and mm. make the tackle, which, which he's been doing you know, great all year. So like I mentioned, you've got two great players out, but you've got two guys coming in. I know Jack Wyden's starting there, and he's played well in that position previously. Also, Stephen Crichton, like he's in great form, mm. and he's got strong combination with those Penrith players. Mm. So there's just different things to contend with. Yeah. You're not saying, well, they're not as they're not they're, they're not a great side because. Um, Turbo and, and Latrell aren't there, mm. they're a very good football side still. It's just Absolutely. different faces yep. that, that bring different elements to that football team.
0: Mm. I mean, tell the defensive center. It's, oh yeah, boys. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. It's
0: all good. I just got Katoni Stagg's big fan coming to me chest. That's right. Um, and, and you're right. The the really thing about Katoni's game this year especially, his defense on their goal line, the amount of tries that he saved where often when a a certain player gets into attacking Field position, yep. usually when they get about five meters out, if it's a one-on-one tackle, usually they score because the momentum yep. just takes them over. Yep. The amount of times Katoni's first ta- contact and his strength oh. to just stop him dead. Oh, it's crazy. Just stops him dead. It's yep. crazy. Yep. Um, and he's actually done a defensive job on some of the most explosive centers in the competition. Yep. And I think that you're totally right. One of his most underrated aspects of Katoni Stag's game He's his outstanding defence? Yeah, outstanding defence.
1: Well, remember that that game, Kempi, Sorry to cut you off, but mm. um, so um, Sifatalakai, he yeah. had that that enormous match against Manly mm. down at um, Cronulla, or was his first half?
2: Yeah,
1: um, his first forty minutes, and everyone, all of a sudden, everyone's going, "Oh, he's got to get picked." Yeah, <laughs> Freddie, you got to pick him. Mm. Like if if Latrell's not fit, you got to pick him. You got to yeah. pick him in that in that centre position. Mm. But then they he comes up to Brisbane the next week, unsighted. Mm. because of the job that Katoni Staggs did. And now Katoni knew that that was a big night for him defensively. Yeah. So what he did was the first opportunity he, he got on Talakai, when Talakai got the ball, he just, I don't know yeah. if you remember, he flew off his line and just whacked him. Took it personally. He just whacked him. Yeah. Like r- Stopped him in his tracks. Yeah. And just said, mate, this is, this is what you're going to face all night. Yeah. If you want to run the ball, if you, if you think you're going to get a night like you did last week, mm. think again.
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely. Now, I will say in Queensland's, I guess, back pocket – is the one game Stags was probably outplayed was by Valentine Holmes. Yeah, and so I guess that's, yeah, yeah, that's you know right, that's yeah. a good thing to have in the back pocket. That's you know Stags, although absolutely incredible, mm. Holmes is in my opinion probably been the most consistent center all year.
1: Yeah, well he he's been in. Great form, and this is what I'm saying about you know some of those players in that that Cowboys lineup and the Broncos lineup. They mm. they they're playing some of their best football. I think I think Val Holmes has rediscovered some of absolutely his, his best form mm. of his career. I know he had most of that um, that that great football that he played was down at the Sharkies, playing either on the wing or at fullback. Mm. But he's just he's found a home in that centre spot now, mm. where you know he's been very good, particularly with the football. He, he's Extremely dangerous. Yeah. So he he's not he's not as big as a Katoni Stags, yeah. but he's still got great power. He's lightning quick. Silky too. Got great feet. Mm. Um he, he's quite dangerous with ball in the hand and, and he's a little bit um you know, he he can change angles and, and, and move move around on the field position a little bit like what Tom Troboyovich did last year, mm. how you've seen him swap from True. left to right and he's all over the place. Mm. He's got that ability too to go roaming mm. at, at stages. Um, we've seen that with the Cowboys. Um, not too sure whether you know we'll he'll see that with with Queensland, but mm. I'm sure with a guy like Bill Slater as the as the coach, mm. he 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 loves seeing attacking football.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, really really I love that battle now. Without giving too much away, the ruck. What it, let's say you're playing against Smithy and you're you've got to speak to these boys who are facing a, a very dominant New South Wales pack. Mm. What would you be concentrating on? Telling the boys to control that ruck, whether it's New South Wales or Queensland.
1: Yeah. Oh, look, I, 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 there's no secret. That's mm. that's where New South Wales have really aimed a lot of their football mm. over the last couple of years is, is taking on the middle yeah. of, of Queensland, um, and and that's just that's. And I'm not just saying that's pack v pack. I'm I'm talking, you know, Trebojevic. Tom has gone in there. Uh, Tedesco is always in there asking yeah. questions. Uh, Damian Cook, any opportunity he gets to run, he's going to be going through there. So they like to build their momentum through the middle, mm. and then and then shift the ball. Mm. So they they like to go, they they try to go bang bang, get Queensland on the back foot, and then go right. Let's go to our edges. Let's go to our strike players out wide. Yep. Okay. Let's chew them up in the middle, hit them out wide, mm. um, and it's been very effective for them. So. I you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that's their tactic again. Yeah. Like if, if I'm playing, if if you if you if you're playing for New South Wales, like you, you're going to try that same tactic again. So there, there's it's a huge job for Queensland's middle forwards mm. to try and control the speed of play the ball, mm. um, to try and control the the momentum of the game, um, and, and just to help out the edge defenses when when that ball does go wide mm. through players like Isaiah, Yeo, yeah, um, Luai and Cleary. Mm. Uh, to try and minimise the impact that they have on the game.
0: It's, uh, I was going to bring Isaiah up next. For New South Wales, he can truly be the difference. For mm-hmm. Queensland, how do you – because if you can knock that link out of yeah. the Penrith, yep. it's a massive link. It almost it, – it keeps the ship you know, afloat, really. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there any way that
1: well, Queensland well, can do that? Well, you can't, you, can't, you, you can't take players out of the game entirely. Mm. What you can try and do is minimise the impact they have on the match. Mm. Now, there's no doubt that New South Wales game plan is going to be built around you know, that, that sort of core of mm. Yo, Luai, Cleary. They've got great players all over the park, mm. but I, I just think that you'll see a very sort of um, strong f- Penrith flavour mm. within this New South Wales team. Mm. Give, just given the positions of, of their key players yeah. and the role that Isaiah Yo plays, yeah. particularly with Cleary, Yeah. Whenever whenever Isaiah Yo gets the ball, typically Cleary is not far away. Absolutely. Whether he's sitting on his inside, um, you know, he's sitting out the back of uh, Yo might have um, uh, uh, just a a short ball runner, you know, punching the line. Cleary Mm. sitting out the back of it. Um, Sometimes it's just a nice little tip on to Cleary just to try and you know take defenders away from him. They have a very very strong combination those two.
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely. And it's it just. The amount of times that Isaiah Yo because he's so dangerous, you can't afford to slide off him.
1: No, well, that's 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 exactly can't right, Camby. So he's got those dangerous players around him, and and everyone's aware of. Well, you know, he's got the good combination with Cleary. Mm. We need to get Cleary, but if you try, if you if you just forget about Isaiah Yo, he's got a very strong running game himself. Mm. Okay, and he's, yeah. he's a bit of a he's a wiry, big, tall, lanky like bloke. Yeah, and he just he, he's he's awkward to tackle. Mm. So. If you don't, if you don't pay you the the right respects to him, mm. well, then you find he pokes his nose through, yeah. and then they're off again. Absolutely. So then you have got Cook coming out, you got Cleary on the front foot, and then you have got space out wide for Luai, mm. which is always dangerous.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, look, it's it's such an interesting matchup, because especially even you look at the thirteen. You've got got a, got a guy like Cotter, mm. very different player yes. to Isaiah. Yo. What, oh, completely. Different, what do you think Cotter can bring that is maybe a little bit different, to Isaiah?
1: Oh, look, I, I just think that he's going to. He's going to do a mountain of work, and he's a type of guy that will just—he will just keep turning up defensively, mm. and he'll be putting a lot of pressure on those guys. Uh, we've seen that at club level yeah. that he goes out and, and puts a lot of pressure on on the ball players, mm. tries to take their time away, which is what I mentioned before. It's—it's it's, that's that's what you need to do to try and minimise the impact that those players have. Yes, you're never ever going to take them out of the game, and they're going to have good touches mm. at certain times.
0: Absolutely. Uh, just like the rest of us, Sen has Origin Fever. Tomorrow on 1170, we're giving you three chances to win a double pass to State of Origin valued at $200. Your first chance comes in breakfast with vossie and Brandy, so be sure to listen between 6 and 9 a.m. The next double pass will be on offering during Morning Glory with Matty Johns between 9 a.m. and midday. And finally, head down to Four Pines Truck Bar, at Brookvale tomorrow between three and six pm to join Joel Kane and Steve O'Keefe for the run home. Your last chance to win a double pass to State of Origin one valued at two hundred dollars. This is available to New South Wales residents only. SEN has Origin fever and we'll see you after the break. Welcome back to the Captain's Run and just like the rest of us, SEN has Origin fever. So tomorrow eleven seventy, we are giving you three chances to win a double pass to State of Origin one valued at two hundred dollars. Your first chance comes in breakfast with Vossi and Brandy, so be sure to listen between 6 and 9 a.m. The next double pass will be on our offer during Morning Glory with Maddie Johns between 9 a.m. and midday. And finally, head down to Four Pines Truck Bar at Brookvale tomorrow between 3 and 6 p.m. to join Joel Kane and Steve O'Keefe for the run home. Your last chance to win a double pass to State of Origin 1 valued at $200. This is available to New South Wales residents only. SEN has origin fever. We got some text, Smithy. What do we got going on today?
1: Uh, yeah, we got a couple. We got one. we got one from Will here. Will, hey you, Queensland losers for the next week.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is the selection of Jack Whiten at centre used more of a tactical move for him as a half playing in the centres to get a feel for the game, so that he doesn't have to come off the bench and try and insert himself? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, look, there's, there's some sort of tactical reason that. He's been picked there mm. instead of putting Crichton straight in. Yeah, Crichton's played there all year, playing in a in a side playing well. He's playing well. He's got mm. combos with the other Penrith players. Um, there'll be some sort of reason as, as to why he's playing uh, in that position. One of them is because, and what we mentioned earlier, he's he's done the job there for the Blues in the past. Mm. He's mm. a wonderful player and plays a very aggressive style of footy, very physical. Um, yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Like th- there'll be a plan behind that. Mm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I loved your chat about, even like the little things, he has a great kick chase. It's honestly one of his you know, assets yep. that is better than a lot of people in the NRL.
1: And in origin, mm. those small things, mm. they matter most. Especially with now you
0: think about it more, like Selwyn Cobo's line breaks have come a lot off poor kick chases. Yep. And so if you've got guys like White and fill holes, those things don't happen. Makes it a little bit harder. Yeah, so really, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think there's clearly some intent behind that. It's such a big call There's some intent there. What else we got here? I'll
1: ask you this one, Kempi. I'll just ask you this one. Morning, fellas. Who are you most excited to see take the origin stage? Is it Cotter? He's been great, Um, but I can't wait to see Cobo. I think he's going to set it on fire. I think we're seeing the closest thing to Inglis. Inglis. Uh, That's from the Pommy Rabbito. Pommy
0: Rabbito. Look, you know, first of all, Greg Inglis is one of the greatest, if not the greatest outside back of all time. But you cannot deny the similarities in the way they play. Yep. Um, now obviously he's n- nowhere near English yet, but I agree I am the most excited to see Cobo and, and he'll forge his own path. Uh, I think it's the highest of compliments to even consider that he would be similar to English yep um, but I totally agree. I think Selwyn Cobo is the most exciting thing to watch as a Queenslander. Uh, we are going to head to a break and after the break we'll continue reading your uh, your text. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with the great Smithy. Make sure to download our show on Spotify, Apple, the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Uh, But we're going to go through our tips. Uh, Titans v. the Cowboys. Who you got, Smithy?
1: Cows. Just a little bit too strong. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Panthers, doggies. Uh, I'd love to see the doggies get up and just get right amongst this Mm. one, but I think Penrith too strong.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think the systems they've got in place. You know, and they've still got such a strong call there. So I'm going to go Panthers. Manly versus Warriors.
1: I'm going to say Manly and Schuster have a blinder.
0: Schuster. Yep. Schuster. Silky Schuster. Yeah, I think Manly get the job done here. Raiders, Roosters.
1: Um, this will be a close one. I think the Roosters, though. The Roosters? Yeah, I've seen some good signs from them. The Roosters.
0: Uh, yeah, look, I think the Roosters are just going to be too strong. Going to be too strong. Uh, that is our episode for the week. Done and dusted. We're
1: not back. The morning after Origin 1, we're back. Morning after,
0: and we will be reviewing the game. It'll be your first chance to listen to us review Origin 1. Don't miss it, guys, and we'll see you next week.
1: Bye-bye.